Observe the fresh, play it loud, 97, Steve Harvey, double breast. Sling a cell ball, right hand, follow the left, count down the Yukon into the jet, airborne. Welcome to another episode of the DEFCON Jive podcast. No, this is not the long lost fourth member of the crew. My name is Ama B, aka Queen Mother of the Tribe. And my label mates over at DEFCON Jive have allowed me the honor of introducing today's episode, but also giving me the opportunity to shoot my shot and tell y'all about my new podcast, The Tribe Talks. The Tribe Talks is exactly what it sounds like. It's talks with my dope, amazing, phenomenal, lit-ass tribe. Episode 1, Relationship Bullets, is live now on soundcloud.com forward slash the tribe talks. Listen to it, laugh, and share it with your tribe. Now, let's get ready for this episode. Part 1 is about Boone's time at an Atlanta mall. I cannot wait to hear what shenanigans that dude got into. Part two is a live recording from the Blackfinity 2 Gauntlet panel. Get ready to enjoy the show. Hey, yo, yo, <laughs> yo, we, we here. This is a, this is a DCJ straight shot. It's your boy Cannon, a.k.a. Uh, uh, Ryan Fitz that trick. Mm. Dad is night. Oh damn! The dad lived. The beach your ass conductor. Yeah. Boom dynamite. Why? What's up, man? Why are we here? I just had to. You know what I'm saying? I know we. It's not our normal recording time. It's not normal we do. But I had to stop because it was. It, it had a had a real event. You know what I'm saying? Happened to me uh-huh. about twenty minutes ago. Put it put it on wax immediately. You almost died. You know what I'm saying? You almost died. Yeah. All right. What's the story? So, boom. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I'm going out of town, catching this uh, Atlanta Falcons game uh, on Saturday, on Sunday in Pittsburgh. So, I was like, I got to, you know what I'm saying? I got to go to the store and get some shit because all my clothes are in the storage. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, I'm in, I'm in the Foot Locker. You know what I'm saying? I picked a pair of shoes out and the dude's in the back trying to get my Jones. You know what I'm saying? And there's a dude behind me. He's about, you know what I mean, 6'2", maybe like 265, 270. Big dude. You know what I'm saying? Work, work. And they're trying to find my shoes in the back. I'm having a light conversation with the lady at the register. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, she's talking to uh, the dude who just walked in, trying to see if they got some shoes. Um, so about a minute and a half into the conversation, dude drops his bags. He has like five bags. Word. Like, like drop drops. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like drop them out of his hand, just like boom. Yeah. And uh, sprints out of the store. Like what? No, no, like four one, like four two, like you know what I'm saying, like combine speed, like like moving, moving. Word, we we talking like LeSean McCoy, bruh. I'm talking like like he like you know at the end of the forty when you dip your head to try to get that last second. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm talking yeah. like that fool, like you know what I'm saying? God damn. And so everybody else in the store is just looking around, like I wonder what uh you know what I'm saying. I wonder what a uh, dude was running about. So we're taking bets. Like, you think it was a girl? Do you think it was somebody seeing things about to fight somebody? And we're all just like taking bets, whatever. And so, you know what I'm saying? I get my shoes. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll roll out. So I'm walking down the mall and I see, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we buy black kiosk. You know what I'm saying? Word. They got the, uh, they got the uh, laundry detergent. They got the razors. They got the toothbrushes. Uh, I'm like, oh, I know these. You know what I'm saying? So I go over. They got, they, they got the batteries out there too. They got the batteries, everything. So I go over there. And I'm like, first of all, you know what I mean? I need a shirt. You know what I'm saying? And he, mm-hmm. he was like, yo, you like, what do you, what, what do you know about We Bought Black? You know what I'm saying? Thank you for supporting. 
And I was like, no, nah, it's deeper than that, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, we got a podcast. I told him about the DCJ. And he's telling me, like, you know what I'm saying, uh, how his role in, in We Bought Black. And he's like, well, and so literally, like, we're, we're, like, we're just starting the conversation. Like, you know what I'm saying? And who do I see? The dude who dropped his bags in rain. Yeah. So uh-huh. he, he's walking back with, at this point, uh, his shirt is like rolled up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like his whole stomach is out. Like, he's just like, like he's tired, tired. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like two a days. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And so he's coming back sweating, tired, walking gingerly. You know what I'm saying? And he's just walking down the uh, the hallway, wherever, right next to where I'm at. And so we hear him and he goes, Grandma, I just seen a nigga that shot your house up. Wait, what? Grandma, I just seen him. <laughs> but it's cool because I got the 30 on me now. If I see him, if he's back in the mall, I'm about to get him. <laughs> nigga. What? Nigga. When you I got the 30 on him right now. When I say we ended our conversation and we broke this one. <laughs> I was like, all right, daddy. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't even mad. Like, he was like, all right, daddy. You know what I'm saying? I just walked away. Yo. So, okay. So at some point, like, while I'm done, I'm going to go back up there and I'm going to have a conversation and tell him, like, really how we do. But we didn't get past... He was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? What do you know about? Because, you know, I do this and we buy black. And I was like, well, let me tell you about Def Con Jive. Mm-hmm. And an old boy walks past. Like, and, like no sooner than you say the word jive. Dog. And I was like, what we do is we highlight black on. All right, dog. <laughs> All right, dog. Peace up. Peace out. Bro, Peace when, out. when I say this dude look like an in shape. Um, Bismarcky, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not like not in shape like he was ripped, but he was like, you know what I'm saying? Like like if Bismarcky still had like four two, four, three, forty mm-hmm. speed. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. Right. Shout out to Ag- Agatha, you know what I'm saying? Agnes, Jermaine, and Jack. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was real. Right. Um Right. So we still support we buy blacks, you know what I'm saying? But um Always. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm have to get back to you on an interview. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to schedule that at another time. You know what I'm saying? All right. For sure. The hoodest, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Greenbrier Mall in Atlanta, the hoodest of hood malls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, it only has like three Yo. types of stores. It only got sneaker stores, gold stores, and, 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 and different uh, iterations of, of uh, rainbow. You know what I'm saying? That's Yo. all they have in the store. And that's that's my kind of mall. I love those type of malls, bro. Exactly, but yeah, when, yeah. Dog, when I say this dude dropped all of his bag, and, and it was so crazy because nobody even touched his bags. We we're just like, yeah, <laughs> if he if, if he if he dropped and bust out like that, like yeah, it's gotta be some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like no, no, nah. bro. That's that's gotta be. It's one of those joints where he left so fast. It's like a cartoon. The bags are still spinning in the air, bro. Somebody was like, like cloud of dust. They was like, pick up his bags, put them behind the thing because we don't want we don't want them to go missing because like we don't want nobody we don't want him to chase us the way he chased the old boy. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want no drama, no beef, bro. I, I like I swear to God, I, when I was texting you, I was like, yo, I got to tell you, I can't I can't even type this, young bro. Like you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see now. <laughs> I see now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we bought black interview coming soon. Um, let me get my vest up. You know what I'm saying? Let me get tooled up, and then yeah, we'd be straight. <laughs> you gotta get tooled up, yo. It's real. It's real. 
right. All right, so you, well, can, you can slide that in with the best of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that, that's your straight oh. shot. Yeah. Uh, boom, that might have fun with the Falcons and the, and the Steelers. Yeah. Be and, out then, here. Uh, and, and, of course, we'll be, we'll be back with new episodes of Def Con Jive real soon. One more thing. So, right? uh, One more thing, Cam, before we, we sign off, man. What up? What up? We have we have to do a, we have to pay all respects and homage. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Shout out to the boy Jay Remy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Another year in his earth. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to my guy. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday, Jay, Jay Remy. Uh, so we yeah, before we check out, you know he's not gonna make it this week. He's out with the you know what I'm saying thirties. But uh, mm-hmm. shout out to you know one third of the, you know what I'm saying Defcon Jive. Word word. And. uh Peace up, A Town down. <laughs> I there was no peace thrown up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a, it was a whole different type of peace. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the 38 piece. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, 38 right. piece up, A Town down. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, so yeah, Def Con, uh, yeah. I'm a holler at you. <laughs> it was good. It was good speaking with you. Go ahead, bro. All right, then. I would. You heard it. You heard it here first. Live from the streets, man. We out here. Let's give these people that are here a brief introduction on where the Black Trinity Gauntlet even came from. Oh, do we have to? Uh, well, we can. <laughs> you was a part of the building, the first one. And that's how we even came to know each Well, yeah, that's kind of how uh, we I came guess to know true. each other. Yeah, the Black Trinity Gauntlet actually uh, came to be two years ago um, at the opening in Philadelphia of Amalgam Comics and Coffee House um, by Ariel Johnson, a.k.a. the Uncanny Tribble of Black Tribbles. So um, all of the black podcasters um, got together in support of Amalgam because it was his first year out. So we went to Amalgam's on a Saturday that I believe took place in like in a March of 2016, if I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah, I believe you're right. And we went there and just hold, held like a one-day conference, confab, meet and greet. Everybody shopped, you know, bought the store out just, to, just in support of Amalgam Comics. And it was really cool just to have all these podcasters who you kind of like knew already because you see them on social media, everybody tagging each other up, trying to get, you know, their likes and, you know, listens up and everything like that. But now are you putting face to the voices, exactly. you know what I mean? And that's where me and you, Dan, we met. Well, they, well, first of all, I think we should introduce ourselves. Some people are like, like, That's right, that's right. Well, I'll let you start it off. Okay, all right. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This, uh, my name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble of Black Tribbles fame. How y'all doing? Um, Black Tribbles is a radio show that airs on WPPM LP 106.5 FM in Philadelphia and Camden. We are officially too cool to be geeks, too cute to be nerds. We are black tribbles, that's what we do. Um, I'm, a, I'm the bat tribble, everybody that listens to our show, guests, fans, they take on their own tribble designation. I got golden boy tribble out there, I see you dog. Uh, and I'm gonna pass it over to the mayor tribble right there. And that's right, it's me, your boy, the mayor. That DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. 
And I'm here with my main man and my co-host, as always, JP, co-host of Starting Five Sports Show. We also talk about politics, among other things. Also, I will blaze anybody on sports knowledge, history, or anything else involving sports. I co-sign that. Especially 1920s history, because my man is the oldest. He said 1920s history. Like, what was Babe Ruth's batting average? Yeah, it was back before we had rights. <laughs> but anyway, as always. So he know white sports. Yeah, yeah. He, he remembers when they were dribbling like this. <laughs> but anyway. You know, you... <laughs> but anyway, y'all, y'all can find us under the thestartingfiveshow.com. Find us on iTunes. Yeah, I said iTunes still. SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, under Talking My Team Network. We are the podcast. We are here. Now, At the I Blackfinity was, Gauntlet. Yes. Now, how, how this one came about, we was gifted, thank you once again to Jason. Um, this was kind of gifted to me by default. I'm not going to get into the particulars of why and how, but as soon as it was gifted to me, I already had the show kind of written up. And I just said, you know what? Originally, this thing was just for the black geeks. But we all geek out on a little bit of everything. Everybody's a geek. That's right. So real quick, sort to cut it in. Sound man, we need the DJ to play right now also, too, please. Thank you. Um, so yeah, why not call upon your friends and people who are also heavy hitters in this game? Well, soon to be heavy hitters. And the first one I want to it's introduce... Soon to be. They all heavy hitters. They on the stage. That's they? right. That's right. But the first one I want to introduce is the woman sitting to my left. It's my left. Okay. Get up. <laughs> State your name, gangster. Let them know. Hey, you. hey, hey, hey. What's going on? It's the brown girl from the brown girl experience. And I am the host of Cocktails and Conversations. Um, basically, I gather friends into the studio with me to drink, to talk shit, to live life, and to just basically like, yo, we survived our 20s, we navigated through our 30s, and here we are sitting here fucking 40. So now yes. we're professionals, <laughs> yes. we get high, and we just live our fucking lives. So that's what Hell we talk yeah. about on Cocktails and Conversation. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Ain't nothing like being professionally high. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Ain't that one of the best ways to be? <laughs> Most definitely. And to my right, I have... Get up, ladies. Go ahead, ladies. It's the summer and carriage <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's me on the mic one, two. Hi, everybody. My name is Karen. I am from the Ladies yeah, Love Hip Hop yeah, Podcast. Yeah, no. And our podcast is really about women taking ownership of their love of hip hop. We have so much knowledge and we truly love the genre. So we talk about hip hop and then we kind of dibble and dabble in other, you know, areas as well. Sex, politics, all the good stuff. So we can be found on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, and we are very heavily on um, Instagram. And the uh, moniker is Ladies Love Hip Hop, which is L-U-V. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And we also have a YouTube page where we are um, trying to put on videos of our interviews with certain guests. So please check us out, follow us. And uh, thank you for having us, everybody. Auntie Mook. Hello, I'm Auntie Mook. Uh, I'm a, a stunt double right now for Karen. I mean, excuse me, Summer. <laughs> 
Nah, you should be an official one third, though. You're official one third. You know, I talk my shit. You know, I love I love talking about hip hop. You know, this is my cosplay right here. You know, the Griselda <laughs> stuff right here. You see me? I got the hip hop shit on, but uh, I represent. Ladies love hip hop. We around. <laughs> Check us out. All right, all right, all right. Now, next up, once again, to Erica's left of my left, we got the big homie who flew up from Florida. Whoa, Stand up, Florida. Florida in the from building, Lou, ladies and gentlemen. From the podcast. So, uh, my name is Dominican Lou. This is my, one of my AKs, the many AKs that I have. Uh, I'm also known as Lou from the BX. Louis Balboa, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. A lone wolf of podcasting. And I have a little show called The Everything Podcast I do out of my crib. It's, uh, it's basically a one-man show. Let me not stand in front of anybody. I'll stand over here. Um, it's a one-man show. I do it out of my home. Um, really, the only audience I have is my dogs, my wife, and whoever's streaming online. Uh, to be honest with you, the show is called The Everything Podcast because, I, to be honest with you, when I started it, I couldn't figure out a, a specific topic because I'm into gaming, anime, comics, hip-hop, rock, metal, whatever. So I just figure whatever strikes the mood, that's what I'm going to talk about. So I just call it the Everything Podcast. So at any point you tune into an episode, I usually like to leave a description. For the most part, the descriptions are trash because I end up talking about whatever. So you know, don't even bother. At the, at, for the most part, I'll get into a specific topic, but really, it's just anything goes. So uh, you can find me on iTunes. I'm on basically everything. You go to podbean.com, search Lou from the BX, and you'll find uh, my little podcast there. So um, I'm just glad to be here. I'd like to thank Dan for inviting me, giving me proper time to save up funds so I could come out here to Atlantic City and see all of y'all and participate in this Black Affinity Gauntlet. It's very nice to meet all of y'all. We got to do a photo shoot later. Most deaf, most deaf. And uh, yeah, let's get it. Let's get that money. Ah, That's what it's about. Get that money. Get that money. And next over to my right, we have... Uh, this one's going to take a minute. Raise, your, raise yourselves real quick. They're going to take a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, it's uh, your boy, Jay Remy, uh, representing uh, the Conchai Podcast, you know what I'm saying, a.k.a. Drip Bayless, you know what I'm saying, the Tyrannosaurus Flex, Sriracha Zulu, I got the sauce, you know what I'm saying, Swag Hewer, <laughs> y'all, know, oh, y'all already know what the time take it is, your you know time, what I'm saying? Take your time, take your time, take your time. I want to hear, we, we got to hear these. We got to hear these. And, and lastly, you know what I'm saying, two silver baggers in the ramen. I got unnecessary amounts of flavor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the second bag in the ramen joint is too much flavor, son. You out of control. <laughs> yeah. It's your man, Boom Dynamite, a.k.a. Versace Chachi, BKA Don Fondant, because I'm smooth and the cake stay covered. You got to stay covered. A.k.a. Potty Potty Piper. Uh, <laughs> BKA, you know what I'm saying, Pod Beanie Siegel. You know what I mean? CK Mad Libson, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <Said> Mad Libson. <laughs> FKA uh, Buzz Sprout Ciders, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jersey, that's where I'm from. Um, FKA Cypher SoundCloud, EKA Outcast Dose, you know what I'm saying? GKA Karuchi Trans Sister, you know what I mean? <laughs> FKA, you know what I'm saying? MC. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Keep it this ain't your FBI dossier. We let the wrong one go. We let the wrong one go. Go ahead, boom. Potty Ant, I mean, Potty Antoine Patton. That's Daddy Fat Sack, Daddy Fat Cast, you know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. It's the AKA podcast, ladies and gentlemen. 
Okay, Cannon. I told him to keep it to five. Oh, <laughs> it's your boy Cannon, AKA Dad Lib, the beat your ass conductor, because I'm about to have a little girl. <laughs> BKA Lin Manuel Noriega. I built my own house off of cocaine musicals. Oh. In the Philippines. In the Philippines? I got a mansion. Uh, CKA. C3P OJ Simpson. I'm out here killing these Jones in the all gold everything. DKA Rai Tama, the rum punch man. Cause it's J1, you know what I'm saying? EKA the stunts of con, cause when we all link, it's a menace, you know what I'm saying? And we are the Def Con Jive Podcast. We talk about everything from sports to music to movies to games to whatever these two dudes go on and on about for about five, ten minutes at a time. The show's a four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Yo. you. Thank you. Perfect. Nice, we need a DJ, nice, no? Nice. We need a DJ. <laughs> and now... Uh, but we're on iTunes, uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, everywhere. Just search for Def Con Jive Podcast. That's us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Next up. We got representing a crew who, unfortunately, right now couldn't make it in full because of the storm that's going down in North Carolina right now. But this woman lives up in Jersey, so it was even. She had to represent Jersey from the code. Hello, 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 people. I am Keisha, a.k.a. Taylor, one-fifth of the code. We talk about everything. We are your inappropriate-ass, ratchet-ass friends on Friday. We talk about politics, sex, drugs, a little bit of money. Guns? Sometimes. It depends. It depends on who the guest is. It depends on the warrants. I can't confirm or deny. I mean, but some things happen. We talk about a lot of things. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You're going to look for the code, underscore the show, on Instagram. And that's about it. That's and our on show. And Blog Talk Radio. Yes. At, talk oh, radio. That most important part. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio, people. And... I think there's more to more to you, my, my man. But um, I, well, next we have well, yes. Because last Jason, but not least, even ne- though no, it's just your partner. So oh, we word. have represent representing Philly. Word up, Some underground head legends. I will yeah, say. man. State your names. Go, go, go. What's up? What's up? How's it going? Kaya. I'm Sayo. We are the B Society Podcast. Yeah, man. Yes, yes. And um, what we do is uh, B Society Podcast comes from a live show showcasing producers. We are original heritage uh, producers showcase out here. Since 2003, nothing comes before us. So we use this uh, podcast right now to just explore. Um, the intersection of society, culture, and how it relates to uh, our family being able to create music. And also connecting family, culture, life, preservation through hip-hop and, and spirituality. And that's our, uh, our podcast in a, in a nutshell, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just want to put our friends on, make sure we all can eat. That's it. We're basically the native tongues of the podcast world. I like that. I like that. The native that's, tongues. Yeah, that's... Great, great that you stole that too. That, that I, I kind of fit in that group too because that's what I like to do. You that's ain't what we, native tongues. No, 
I you really, I, I, by way of definition of what they said of putting their people on, <laughs> what do you think this is? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got him. Ah. Oh, you got, got him. him. But anyway, that's, that's not, got that's not anyway, native tongueish. We got that's, your man. That's not native tongueish. That's more puffyish. No, 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 no. Even though you said native tongueish is, is different stuff. Right. It's a whole different you thing. Can you can call you Mayor Daddy later. But anyway, it's on you and your. Fellow bandmate, what? Oh yes, I do have one of my one of my crew. My crew is like seven thick. Yeah, but, we uh, we deep out here. We, All right, so <laughs> what I want to do, y'all? I'm the proverbial young buck of the seven-headed horde of black triples. I am the super saiyan triple, your mama's favorite nephew, cousin muscles, uh, aka super saiyan triple, broke or whatever you want to call me. And we are the the multi-award-winning radio show and podcast hailing from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You can find us every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 11 on 106.5 Philly Camp. That's uh, really about it. One love, one love. And every place that that good podcasts be. Most That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, sit your ass down and let's get into this. So, let's get into some conversation. Yes. So, where where are we going, bro? We're going to start just simple minute to 30 seconds each across the board on why podcasting what got you into podcasting yes okay so with me what got me into podcasting was there wasn't any oh i can't even think about it um shit (laughs) honestly i just wanted to try it i heard a podcast i wanted to see if i could do it i wanted to see if i could commit to it and then i realized it was a a lane that nobody was really talking about. So, you know, I am a black woman. I am somebody who everybody likes to tell me how I feel, who I am, what I'm supposed to be, the box I'm supposed to belong into. And I was like, you know what? Ah, uh, that's not the lane for me. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to fit in the box that you want me to be in. So I figured it would really be dope if I created the Brown Girl Experience to encourage black women to take control of their narrative and to really just be exactly who they are whenever they feel like being who they are without having anybody tell them what you should be doing, how you should feel, what you should wear, you know, being passionate, don't worry about being angry. I just wanted them to be very free. And so I created um, the Brown Girl Experience, and that's where Cocktails and Conversations came into, where I invited other women into the studio with me, and we just share our stories and talk about, you know, the shit that we deal with. And that's it. So from when I was younger, I always had an affinity for radio. And I, I love music, I love radio, I love listening to talk radio when I was younger, mostly sports radio, but then I ventured off into like politic talk radio. I would just like, I wouldn't really take in the content too much as a young kid, but I just like listening to it and, and just hearing discussions um, from the radio instead of getting the visual from the TV. And when I got older, I wanted to get into broadcasting, but I, sp- I spoke with Dan about this before, Radio now is not what it used to be when I was younger. When I was younger, you could tune into a station and they would play all different kinds of music. You wouldn't hear the same song every five minutes, 30 minutes, the same five songs. Um, There wasn't payola, there wasn't any of that. I mean, there could have been, I mean, I don't know for sure, but nowadays it's- We know for sure. Yeah, I I don't have (laughs) on-hand information, but it's just like, I was always attracted to to that life and as I got older and Clear Channel came about and did their thing and just bought up all these stations and kind of made everything power this and hot that, I didn't want to become 
Hey guys, welcome to Power 96. Next up, we're going to be playing some Biggie Smalls for you. And we're going to be meeting out at the CVS down at the parking lot and handing out posters. I didn't want to be radio guy. You feel me? Like, I didn't want to be radio guy doing the voice. Yeah, I got you. Got the, I'm, I'm a little, I'm sorry. I'm a little nervous and a little animated. It, it's, I'm sorry if I'm moving the mic around a lot, but, um, but I didn't want to be that guy. And, you know, I tuned into podcasts because, you know, you, there are so many podcasts out there, guys. You can listen to a podcast about literally anything. There's, yeah. There are podcasts out there that you wouldn't even believe that they exist. There's a Melrose Place podcast. I don't know if you know what Melrose Place is. Yeah. Melrose okay, Place. there's a podcast for about Melrose, Melrose Place. Place. I know, dog. Nice. That I know. show has not been on TV for like 15 years. <laughs> and there's a podcast. So you can literally do a show about whatever you want. And so and that's what got you into pretty much yeah, it. You wanted exactly. to just... Yeah. You wanted I don't to find get it your too long-winded, but... I like the fact that you could just get on there, put your own opinion out there, and whoever's going to listen to it can listen to it. That's How do you do that? Why I do it. How, I'm sorry. How do you do that? Like that thing you do, like you, your mic like over here. Oh. But you still like oh, was I'm able loud. to ventilate that shit. I'm, like it I'm, sounded I'm half real Dominican. Sad. Yo, I'm half Dominican, half Dominican, half Puerto Rican. That's a crazy. That's a crazy mix. Said, that's, that's a whole crazy. separate octave level. Half Dominican, half Puerto Rican. So I, I could, I could. Yeah, you can throw your voice. Projects for some it's reason. I don't know. Keisha, <laughs> it was crazy. What were you gonna say? Like you look like you were gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got into podcasting because, um, well, me and Amaj, my partner who's not here because she's stuck in a hurricane, but she's okay. Is she okay? She's okay. Yeah, they're, they're, she's they're, fine. they're fine. Yeah, okay. they're fine. I just spoke to her maybe about 45 minutes ago, and I just texted her. She's fine. She's doing well. That's great. Um, we came up with the concept on Facebook. We were just sitting around Friday night just, just on Facebook chit-chatting about some bullshit. And then it came about that, you know, we should do a show. And I was like, bitch, yes, we should do a show. So then we were like, so what are we going to talk about? I said the same bullshit we've been talking about. <laughs> and then we just added a couple more people along the way, and then we became the code. Nice, nice, nice. Now, this one I got to say is, well, part of how, why podcasting for you, but also how did you even end up in the fold into podcasting. Oh, for me? Yeah. All right. So why podcasting? Uh, initially, just I really, like, fresh out of college, wanted to get into, like, the entertainment business and radio or TV, whatever, you know, what whatever sort of means possible. Uh, and I wanted to really get into, like, the, the geek scene behind things because I know this, I know me and a couple of my friends, obviously, we were, like, you know, heavy geeks and really enjoyed that whole culture and that scene. And we noticed it was kind of growing. So I was like, I, right, you know, try and see, you know, if there's anything out there, because, you know, it's not just, you know, the, you know, uh, standard Chris, like for Marvel, they have like a poster, like, oh, Chris, handsome, tall, six foot two, white guy, right? It's not just like all the Chris's you see at every comic convention or online or whatnot. It, like there's people that look like us, you know, on stage and out there, you know, in the audience. So dug in and I remember seeing a, a listing for the Black Tribbles and I was like, oh cool, this could be a good opportunity, you know, and see if I can get my foot in the door one way or another. Luckily, my skills were good enough to, to get in and then I got into the crazy horde and built my skills up, you know, from there and just becoming um, better and, and sharpening them and went from intern to social media coordinator from social media coordinator to slash associate producer uh, for the Black Tribbles. So, and it's been about 
coming on three, three and a half years, something like that. Nice. And it's just been a wild, wild ride ever since. And, and I just hope to continue to do more and expand more from even just podcasts to even try and ink, ink ourselves into the, the media scene, the full multimedia scene, so like YouTube and TV. Right, right. See, and Len, Len, you didn't forgot to mention that you hired the biggest tripod in the world for a, a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as, the, as the lead cameraman right. and uh, yeah. you know, and, and Facebook. Yeah, that's jockey. our Facebook Live jockey, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shout hey. out to Mac in the building. What's up, brother? Now, y'all two again transitioning from why podcasting, Beat Society as a show, live show, live production based group that you guys are. Podcast. Why the podcast? Why? What? What made um, you want a podcast? I think for us, we had uh, had some legal issues a few years ago uh, with our partnerships and everything. So um, our live show kind of stalled, you know. And we had been out the game for about two years, three years, something like that. It was like six years. Well, it was like six years. <laughs> so you know, I was living in Atlanta at the time. Me and Hez just talking and um, just trying to figure out a way to um, draw our audience back in. We knew they right, were still right. there. You know, they were we still the, asking for us, you know, even after five, six years. So, um, we legally got the rights back to Beat Society. Nice. And then, and um, congratulations. We said, Where do we thank I you? I know that much. fight. I know that struggle. <laughs> so, um, from there, we were just talking, and um, I think we both were just listening to podcasts just on our own, and we would talk about that content. Hold on. And, and plus, when Beat Society first started in 2001, two, we, our, one of our visions was to become. Uh, to have a late night radio show because like all the underground hip hop was always played at like 12 midnight. That's right. Yep. You know what I'm yep, saying? Yep. So we wanted a Beat Society radio on Power Stretch 99. So, so here it is now in 2018 we started Beat Society podcast and um, for the same reason because we always thought that the radio ignored the left of center hip hop. You know what I mean? Um, the Far Sides, the Freestyle Fellowships, the Safirs, the, you know what I'm saying? Like back then. Yeah, Every, you know what I mean? Everybody from down that one. Yeah, man. Trust so, me, we, we all in that same vein. Yeah, okay? for sure. So so we, we, we just felt like this void was still missing, still there today as far as like podcasts are concerned. There's nowhere, there's, like the movie Sorry to Bother You. Right, right. right. The, where has that been represented? Like until now, inse the show Insecure, right. the show like we're this niche, so we felt like there was a void even in the podcast world for us. So we was like, let's fucking be that. True yeah. indeed, true yeah. indeed, and that's the one thing I found within podcasting as a whole is whether y'all think it or not, y'all voice can be heard, and there's going to be a lane for you. Whether you think, oh, there's too many geek podcasts out there, no, add another one. Because nobody has heard in your voice. One. Your perspective. Right, and your perspectives on Your things. perspective might no. sound like this, like in, in line with everybody else's, but it's really like this. Exactly. Yes. It's really like this much difference. That little separation right there yes. makes you special. Everybody else is like this, pink. You know what I mean? And not to skip the middle, but I got introduced to y'all by way of the ladies down there. Ladies love hip-hop. So you know we're going to win it. That's why you skipped us. So no, 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 because they not because they got the con there's a connection between them two, and how they were even got brought AKA on board to this. Word up! Oh yeah, so pass the mic down and pass the mic yes. to the ladies. <laughs> Go ahead, Karen. Um, so with uh, 
how we got into podcasting, this this concept of ladies love hip hop has been in an idea that was implemented maybe about for six years. So we finally just bit the bullet and just went on and uh, bought the equipment. Um, Summer, my podcasting partner, she spoke to um, a lot of her friends who were already, um, you know, knee deep in podcasting. So she was able to understand a lot of the production area of, uh, you know, putting a podcast out and whatnot. So. Um, this has been a passion project of ours, and we talked about the fact that, you know, we are women who love hip-hop. You know, we'll, you got women that are engineers. You got women who are um, mechanics who love hip-hop, right? But we are kind of marginalized within this genre, even um, as artists. So we just wanted to talk about that, like the fact that, you know, we are consumers, um, we are, you know, patrons, but no one is really checking for our opinions about, you know, how, if we like hip hop or not. And then yeah. there's a misnomer that, um, you know, women only like maybe Drake or, you know, the who's hot and heavy, but there's a lot of women that know various levels of hip hop. And like I said, we just wanted, we, we wanted to talk about it. And, you know, hip hop has been in our lives for a very long time. I was introduced to hip hop through my brother. However, the um, consistency of hip hop has been in my life through um, radio DJ, the legendary Lady B. She was the one that had me up at night waiting to, you know, tape all of the music and whatnot. So I'm saying all this to say, this is what our podcast is about. It's just to give a voice to women who, um, you know, want to talk about all genres of hip hop and music, as well as, like I said, politics, sex, all of that. So, um, and then, I guess the other thing about podcasting and what I like about it too is the fact that we are kind of in control. When I was coming up, um, I, I did have, I do have, I'm sorry, a communications background and a degree. And when you, back in the day, when you wanted to be in the radio or music field, you had to do a lot to get into this field. Like yep. with podcasting, this is your own baby. This is your ownership. You don't have to really answer to a lot of people. When you know, you want to go work for Power 99 or um, WCAU-TV. There's a lot of politics that goes along with being the top person, the top broadcaster, the top radio DJ, the, um, you know, program director. There's a lot of politics involved. I'm not necessarily a politics-type person, so this is what I love about podcasting. Nice. It's an outlet, and, you know, I encourage, like everybody said on the panel, if you, you know, you want to start a podcast, I encourage everybody to do so. Nice, nice. Now we got the HU alumni. HU? Yo, so three things. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Three things. One, well, 1A, we all met back in 2001 in Howard. and uh, Big fact. We, we've been together. We, we did Howard Radio. I was, I was a program director at Howard Radio. Broke the internet. Brought these, du- brought these dudes in. Can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> But first thing, my homegirl Rochelle, before we even started, said, y'all need to do a podcast because y'all are funny as hell. And I said, have you ever heard it, Cats? Because this is, this is not going to work. Um, but she said, no, you need to do it. You need to do it. They'll be a part of it. Um, and then I went to the first Blackfinity Gauntlet, which really got me thinking because uh, I didn't even realize it. Starting Five was there. Black Triples were there. 
And, you know, seeing that many black podcasters really got my mind going. But what really kicked it in was we have a group chat, as everybody does. <laughs> everybody has a group chat, right? Everybody's got a group chat. In my group chat, these dudes were talking about Kennedy and Cuba, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and the Bay of Pigs. But they were making it funny. And I was like, all right, we have to do a podcast because... People need to hear people make black people making jokes about the Bay of Pigs, talking about the Bay of Barbecue and stuff like that. And it was, I was like, who thinks of this? So I said, I said, who has mics? Because we have to do this. Luckily, these two guys. The mics sound nice. Check one. one. Okay. And uh, check two. These two guys have mics, and we we had a few others who are who are a part of it too. They come in in in, yes, in and out, but um, that's where we started. And uh, the name Defcon Jive came from our boy Quams. Because he said, we, it was a play on the DEFCON level, you know, DEFCON 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And he said, the scariest thing for America are educated black men. Yes. Amen. So we're going to name our podcast DEFCON Jive. So that's where it came about, and that's why podcasting, because we wanted to get the, get, we wanted to make jokes about things that people normally don't make jokes about. And that's, that's where it came from. <laughs> yes. You know no what pictures. that is, though? Yeah, it's we not, read books with no pictures, too. It's not that people don't make, like, we don't make jokes about that. It's, it's just that, unfortunately, like Dan was saying, when people think of geeks, they quickly go to the, the white guy, the Absolutely. stereotype, and everything like that. So when you think of comedy or comedian and you're thinking about a black person, you're thinking about, it's like, you know, it's mama jokes talking about your, your, your chick or anything like that. Maybe you're talking growing up. You don't, you don't realize that there are black, black, prof black professional comedians, men and women that can go to the Bay of Pigs Absolutely. and extrapolate from that and yeah. find comedy in that. You know what I mean? They don't even think about that. So you just like <laughs> twisting that. Exactly. Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill, God rest, rest in peace. Yes. God rest the day. The cat with the pencil in his head? Yes. My goodness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's well, a uh, pencil sticking out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, next up, I got my main man and my brother, everybody's uncle and a half, JP. Yeah. Um, the reason why I got started in the um, podcast was. I've been in the sports since I've been like a little kid. Like I was that dude that was like in the third or fourth grade, reading stats, reading about players and stuff like that. So I'm gonna take you up to now. I was like, people kept telling me, yo Jay, you lost your calling, you should have been in the sports world. So I was like, damn, I said, you know what? Maybe I can do this sports thing. So I hit my main man up, Dan. Yes sir. You know, like yo man, I'm, I think I'm ready to do a sports podcast You want me now. to take it from here? So you want me to take it from here? Yeah, you can take it from here. Cool, because it's as simple as that. It was, he said he wanted to do a sports show. I already had the platform. Like, I men like we mentioned before, the first original Blackfinity Gauntlet, when we heard about it, I was like, yo, black people, podcasters, we got to be there. One, to support. Two, we're black. <laughs> so we got to be there. Three, my other boys was like, there might be some Johns down there, so... There's plenty of, plenty of black women that are nerds. Hey. So JP was one of them. Like, yo, there might be some... There might be some... JP was a There might be there. some, you know. But, but anyway... I mean, he's nice looking. I don't know if I call him a plus, we're at a comic book convention, so we have all the fantasy whores. Anyway, so... But anyway, so... so we, I already had the platform. We had Talk On My Team started in 2014. My boy LG, shout-outs to my brother, even though he's beefing with me right now. Whatever. Um, 
we started back then, we transitioned from football to, I kept pushing them, like, yo, we need to do more to football. We need to do more to football. Well, I only know football, so we need to do more. All right, fine. The one thing that we're going to talk about in a little while is consistency. Consistency fell off. JP said, yo, I want to do this. I said, son, let's go right now. Just say the date, it's a go. Cause, and then I told my man, I'm like, yo, we're going to transition to this because JP and I want to talk more than just football. He said, cool, I got my clothing line. I'm going to go here. You got this. We ran with it, and we're here right now ever since. We do sports. We do hip-hop. We, do, we definitely do politics. Every show, we try to squeeze in some type of social justice issue. And you're hearing a point of view from two black men that you never hear yeah. from other black men on national television. That's native tongue-ish. Oh, listen to our episodes. I you, already know. You hear, you, you hear <laughs> how we get down. And this, uh, again, my man, the militant midget, as we call him on the show also. <laughs> That's my brother. I love him. I always clown him on the old jokes. But every Wednesday night, 9.30 to 11.30 on Blog Talk, we get it in. And then I transition it to on Thursday nights, if I stay awake, I listen to my man down the, down the block right there. Oh, oh, yeah, what's up? Um, you didn't see the assist? Damn, John yeah, I did. I, My bad, John, my bad. But that Karen was Karen was in my ear, man. I had this joint in my ear. Um, no, so like Black Tribbles, it, it's crazy. It's actually real bug how it started because um, I've been I was in inter- internet radio. I got in internet radio in uh, 2007. Uh, did a show called the Rec Radio Show. It was just like a uh, like a morning radio show, except it was on, done on Wednesday nights. And uh, then I transitioned that after doing that for like a number of years, and kind of like podcasting that, but not really pushing it because it was a radio show. I transitioned that into doing a late night sex show called The Pleasure Principle. I got stories for days. I got stories for days. You want to find out how to get kicked off of uh, uh, Ustream? We had it happen four times. <laughs> we, we had a Christmas party that was insane. But anyway. Yeah. Um, we, we, went in, we went in, dog. We went in. But it was fun. We did that for two years. But, um, but I found, like, when I was podcasting that show, because that show, more than my, the first show, had, a def- like, a definite, like, you know, point of view. It was, it was a sex show. That that was mo- more successful. So I said, okay, podcasting, the, 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 the more direct you are about what your podcast is about, the more people are going to find it. Because, like you said, it's going to find its lane. So I was listening to podcasts, and I was listening to this, um, this white comic book podcast, because I read comic books, and this one guy that was on there, it was like five white guys and one um, uh, Puerto Rican guy on the show. And he had said, you know, like, I wish that in this space, this geek space, there were more people of color that they were doing their show. And I'm listening to him, and I'm like, yeah, I do wish there were more people of color. And I'm ashamed to admit that it wasn't until about three months later that I realized, you know what? I could be one of those people of color. They were talking directly to you. Yeah, exactly. And just you know like you mean? missed my assist, you missed the other one. I got a blind spot. I'm sorry. So um, that's why I got glasses. So, so next thing you know, I, I, I uh, created Black Tribbles. I reached out to a bunch of people. I definitely knew that I wanted to, because I knew there were other black geeks out there. I knew there were black geeks that were guys. I knew more importantly that there were black geeks that were women, so we made sure that we had a women contingent on our show. Um, 
in my in our rotation it was a five-man crew originally when we started in 2011 and now in 2018 we are uh, a seven-man crew including with my man super saiyan triple um isaiah uh, my man e mac the master triple who's he was out he's in the okay. car oh he up there with the camera the angles i know i know what you're doing that's a master triple sure for jedi master um and uh We've grown. We we're a radio show. It's a podcast. It's available every place. We got down with Philly Cam uh, in Philadelphia, so now we've got a television show too um, that goes on late nights on Sundays, Triples After Dark, and we're just trying to, like Isaiah said, we're trying to to find our place in this in the media space. But by doing so, like my number one mission is to always to be like bringing people behind us. I'm not, I wasn't the first podcast, but God knows. Like the, the first podcast I, I found, black found, podcast I found with my man Geek Soul Brother. And like, he was like, he's like the old daddy in this joint. But I make sure to try and bring up podcasts before. I met Dan. I, 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 I make it a, a point on, before every one of our shows to put on a little ad that says support black podcast and then I'll shout out a black podcast. I've shouted out some of y'all podcasts. Y'all don't even know it because yep. I just did it just on a humble um, mm -hmm. because I like y'all show and I just want people to, and, to, to listen um, because I think podcasting does present an opportunity to have your voice heard. People will find your lane uh, and will find you but I think even more than that is an opportunity, like my man Scott said, to just uh, have different voices out there, different voices on all of the world's topics, be they politics, be they sports, be they geekdom, be they spirituality, what have you, and you don't have those voices being heard or, or felt. And podcasting more so than radio, is, and this is the thing that radio lost, radio used to be so much more personal and intimate. You had individual um, DJs that sounded differently throughout the day on the, sh on the radio. So you knew if you didn't like Lady B, you just sat around and Patty Jackson was coming on a little bit later. You know what I mean? With a, di with a totally different vibe. Now they all sound the fuck the same and it just fucking annoys me. And the beautiful <laughs> part about podcasting is it's very intimate, it's in your ear, it's, one -on it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation that you're having with somebody, you're building up that community and that just translates into uh, a love of self and a love of people and a love of community and that's why I love it. Yes. Beautiful. Y'all can make some noise. Beautiful. It's a few of y'all but we appreciate it. Marvelous. We appreciate it, man. But definitely, man, I... I Every sentiment you said, I agree with, especially when it comes through to the world of sports and sports media. And, and we have a number of, def we definitely have a number of black voices out there. Shout out to Jamel Hill, Michael Smith. Hey, no, no love to, no, no love to Jason Shitlock. None at all. We don't, we don't support the Coons. Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus, indeed. But, um, but yeah, man, I, it, this whole thing to me, again, was not just finding my voice, because I've always kind of had a voice. It's always been about making the world know of my voice and know of our voices and giving perspectives that you don't and you know you'll never hear from any of the talking heads on TV, plain and simple. You're never going to hear the perspectives from most people that you hear across the board from any one of us podcasters. And so, first question, and then Len's gonna go. We're gonna bounce. 
we're gonna bounce these questions back and forth. And we're also, <laughs> we're also, you know, don't be afraid if you don't get to answer one, but you can chime in. We're gonna point them to first yeah, question we're I want to podcast because yes, it's being recorded. Yes. So, so first question I want to get into has been podcasting in, in the era of Trump. How has it been? Tra- how has it transitioned? from Obama to Trump, in your opinion, and in your show? How has it been displayed in your show? Keisha, you look like you wanted to go, so. Child, listen. Okay, so, Obama was different. Like, we talked about a lot of different things. We did talk about some of Obama's policies, whether we agreed or disagreed. Um, We had some pretty insightful conversations about that. But this Trump here, we all agree. No, we don't like it. We're not here for it. We, we can't wait for it to be over. Um, we, we do try to give different perspectives um, just to see, well, maybe if we, if we try to believe and we squint our eyes, maybe we won't see it, but we see it, and we're not here for it. We don't care for it at all. Right, right. So okay, I, I okay. see you. How has it, how has it okay. affected your show in so, the transition? Here, here's of one of those different perspectives. My man Remy has a, uh, my man Remy ha- has a, a saying, and it is a hashtag trust the process. You know what I mean? Why uh, is it trust the process, Remy? Because you know, like, if you look at the Sixers, the Sixers had the tank for like a decade, you know what I'm saying? Just to get Joel Embiid, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, like, this is true. We're going to come out of this pretty good, you know what I'm saying? At the end, you know what I'm We're going to get a good draft pick next round, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, we didn't really talk about like uh, like Obama when he was when, when he was in office, but um, I know for 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 like the first like six months or so, like he was a like every 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 episode was like half the episode was was uh, dedicated to him. We don't speak we don't speak his name, you know what I'm saying? We don't speak <laughs> his power, you know what I'm saying? Forty forty five can stay where he at, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but it's trust the process because <laughs> we have to tank the U.S. to get a better U.S. <laughs> So we have to tank this country with Trump, and uh, I believe it, it started with uh, uh, immigrants. Yeah. He's going to treat the immigrants like shit. Then he's yeah. going to move up to black people. He's going to treat them like shit. Yeah. Then he's going to Got treat gay <laughs> people. Then he's going to treat gay people like shit. Then he's going to treat white women like shit. And then when he gets up to white men, then, then we've we hit. We have a problem. We've hit peak process. We have a problem, and we got to get him out of there. That's the last jingle block. <laughs> That's the last jingle block. Yeah. So boom, whole country falls apart. We build the country up again, new and strong. That's trust the process. <laughs> but the question too, and I'll, I'll throw this to Hez now, was how has it changed your show and approach to topics? I don't know if Being, it's changed our show so much. Um, but I think what it has done to the world in general, and I can imagine this has bleeded into, the, into the, the podcast realm, is that the level of discourse has changed. When Barack Obama was in office, regardless of whether or not you agreed with his politics or not, you could civilly have a discussion about that. True you could have a That's discussion about true. having two opposing points of view and trying to reach some level of compromise, right? But now it is at, at a level where everything, like, it's just, it's, everybody's just retreating to their tribes. And, and unfortunately, when you have the president leading the, the country with his um, 
with the way that he speaks and his mindset, this is giving certain people in their mind license to talk how they want, show their ass like they haven't been able to show it before. Um, and I would imagine that more politically spirited podcasts more often find their times just combating all that rhetoric and all that bullshit as opposed to even really, before you even can get into the politics. You know what I mean? Right, That's right. what I've, I found is the biggest problem. So with my show, like we're, I'm very conversation-based, so we, we talk about a lot of different things. And a lot of women that come onto my show are all professional like myself. So since the Trump era began, um, our stories have gotten different because I, I travel a lot for my job and I, I work for a national company. So I go into these Trump spaces and when you are a, a brown girl in these Trump spaces with purple, um, purple, yellow, gold locks, faux locks, and a big-ass afro, they don't expect when they see Erica Dawn Butler is going to be their key speaker, they're not expecting to see me. So I get a lot of people when I walk into these spaces and they're like, one example of a story that I told on my show is I came into a space and I'm in the waiting room and the woman came out and she went to the white woman sitting next to me and she said, oh, Erica, it's very nice to meet you. And that white woman wasn't even working for the company. She was there for an interview. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the expert that you're waiting for today. So mm. it's like one of those things where now it's, with all these Trump spaces, these, and honestly, where I work at, sometimes I just see a lot of different, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the best way to save my job. <laughs> you, it's a lot of different people who don't think that you belong there. And so now what we talk about on my show is not proving that we belong, but making sure that we're not silenced when we're in the rooms. So it's like a lot of black women, we're coming in, and we've always been in these rooms, but we've always been pushed back. And so now it's like on our show we talk about, no, you're not going to really push me back. Actually, I'll wait until you're done talking because I'm going to still say my piece. So it's, it's, it's more of now we're fighting more and now we have to put our, our voices louder and everything. So that's where the dynamic has changed with, with our show. It's just our experiences has what, changed. Was that white woman's name Keisha? It was not. It was Susan. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, it, did it come with it was, raisins in the potato It was salad? actually Susan, and I know this because I was sitting in the lobby talking to her, giving her tips to how to interview. But But there's one thing I will say about Trump that I'm a big supporter of. Um, that tax break that he gave to some people, I benefit. So... <laughs> Your company company benefited, is that what you're saying? This is the era of selfishness, so... I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this affects me. Wait. <laughs> I'm this really affects 2020. me. <laughs> no, I ain't, I'm not going that far. <laughs> and everything. I, no, no, no. But I was like, well, I hope nobody reversed that shit. But yeah, the tax break was nice. <laughs> I, I'll take that. Well, you know, as a black woman, when you are in a room and you want to make your voice be heard, you got to like be more demonstrative with it, but you don't want to be too loud because you don't want to have a Serena Williams moment oh, yeah. just pop off. Let me tell first of oh, all, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. That's right. I get it. I'm right to you, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is no, no 
no way in hell on this earth that there's a such thing as called being too loud and being too anything. That is something that people who want to put you in a box and make themselves feel comfortable, that's what they say to make you feel small. Hey, girl, be loud. Hey, girl, be heard. You don't like the way it sounds? Wait a minute, excuse me. That's not going to work for me, and it's not going to work for the rest of us here, too. Your voice is your wow. voice, and you're supposed to use it and everything. So when they try to tell you, oh, she angry, or oh, she shouldn't be doing this, fuck you, I'm still doing it, and you owe me my fucking apology. That's all. Right. Wow. My bad. Can the church say bum bum? But anyway, Len, next question. Deacon, do that. Um, if, is I just, if I could just Deacon jump in there for a minute regarding our fearless leader. Uh, so I started my show in 2016, and when I started my show, it was primarily sports, you know, comic stuff, gaming, and, and the such. And then as we started getting into the presidential race, and, you know, he was, not, he was nominated as the Republican candidate, and he was starting to come up. I was like, okay, yeah, he, there's no way, bro. This ain't gonna happen. Get the fuck out of here. There's no way, bro. This guy's fucking, this Donald Trump. <laughs> like, just, there's no way. And then as we keep going and I'm doing shows and I kind of bring it up a little bit as a joke. He's like, oh, can you believe this guy's trying? And then we're getting closer and he's winning states. I'm like, wait, hold up. It's, he, he won where? It's like, he's, wait, what? Hold up. So I started getting heated because I'm like, there's a lot of people out there um, as far as my circle that I could see of, of you know, my, my people of, you know, of color and stuff like that, that are not paying attention. They weren't paying attention. They were thinking it was a joke. They were posting memes and shit. I'm like, yo, stop fucking posting memes and pay attention to what's happening. Like, yo, this dude is winning states. Like, this shit is scary. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? For real. And it's like, he's, he's starting to win states. So as that was happening, I started getting more and more into politics in my show. And that's one thing I could attribute to him, he got me more into politics because I felt like I had to know more so that I could get on my show and talk my shit and be like, listen, this fucking orange skin Cheeto Jesus motherfucker, he's, it's, he's getting close. It's, it's happening. Cheeto, Cheeto Jesus. I want to I get a couple words from Hez and, and say on how it has affected your guys' show. And then JP's going to make the last point on this one also. Well, for us... <laughs> <laughs> um, for us, we just basically started in, um, in January. For us, we basically started in um, January this year, so we really didn't have uh, Obama to compare no to. Transition. Nope. You know, but for us, um, it's like this. It's all bullshit. They're all the same. They all that, the same. It's us. all you know, bullshit. Like, I never, I never fell for that Obama shit. It's you a fucking it? show. Like, President. <laughs> Facts. When my friends was out there, March screaming, Obama, during when Obama first got elected, she, my homegirl Marjani, I'm in a band called Johnny Popcorn, she called me, Obama, Obama. I said, Marjani, you falling for this bullshit? Yes, she did, and yes, we can. Okay? Like, you hear me? Hope, I fell for it. I admittedly is, fell for it, too. Hope is not something that you want to hang your fucking hat on. Hope is not hope something is, you want to It's an solid. empty it's, fucking slogan. Right. It's, it's nothing solid. You know, if you know the history of politics in this country, you already know that presidents are selected and not elected. Yes. You know what I'm saying? After John so, F. Kennedy, who the fuck came after John F. Kennedy? Nixon. Nikki. Like, we knew after Obama and Nixon was coming. Y'all don't study history? Right. 
It's right. all bullshit. It's a show. We in the second 70s again. Chicks got afros. The feminist movement is popping. Nixon is president. Watergate is happening. And weed is fly. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's the same shit over and over again. We're in the 70s again. It's all bullshit. And Obama's just, to, to me, I look, like Ob I look at Obama like I looked at Nelson Mandela. Niggas in, niggas, in, niggas in Africa right now fighting for their land that Nelson Mandela let the motherfuckers take. You see what I'm saying? Get them get motherfucking, the, the, the calm down the revolution just enough so the white motherfuckers can come in and take your shit. Now, understand history, connect the motherfucking dots, and you, you, you know the past, you can foresee the foresight in the future. Yes, sir. And it's just, we're in the second 70s again. It's all happening all over again. And JP, you gotta who pay was, attention. JP, who was there for the first past. <laughs> it's a fucking show. It's a show. <laughs> and it's a rerun right now, y'all. Let's go. Yeah, I was born in 71, so yeah, actually, I was kind of there for that. <laughs> I mean, even though I didn't understand. But now, um, how has it affected our show? It's affected our show by bringing awareness, um, also giving a different voice than what you hear on TV. I'm going straight to the point. He's the orange orangutan jackass. That's his name for me. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely will tell you how I feel. And even though with President Obama, I had some issues with him with some of the stuff that he did, but there's a difference between having class and being an ass. As simple as that. And um, also, another thing I want to say too is, I'm not so mad with Trump being president. How about the 60 million other motherfuckers who voted for him? Those are the real dumbasses. So, they're not dumbasses. All right. They're not dumbasses. White, you, forgot, you forgot that white supremacy doesn't we, uh, have opinions. They have an agenda. White supremacy has an agenda. So they're not dumbasses because they're going for their agenda. That's pretty fucking smart to vote for somebody that goes for your agenda. <laughs> so they're not dumb. They're pretty fucking smart. And that, Black and on, people have opinions. White people have agendas. And on that point there, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna not get too deep on that. And <laughs> Let's, we're going to throw the floor to questions to left. Just letting everybody know that we have obviously... Uh, past the family portion of the Black Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> and then moved on into some more adult fare. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. I said, Dan, we're coming to politics at 11 o'clock in the morning. Like, come on, well, man. Let's, let's, so let's swing this back into the whole podcasting thing. Because, yes, you know, it, it originally was just the basic of how has this space we're living in affected our shows? Right. So now, from there. Okay, from there, I'm, go I'm going to, in um, your experiences in the podcasting world, um, because there are some people that got into podcasting fairly recently um, for other reasons. Some were inspired to get into podcasting. Now that you've been in it for a little bit, what is the most surprising thing that you've come across? Like, oh, shit, oh, oh. Like, what was that oh moment? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with my man, my man from from the Everglades. Say, <laughs> <laughs> yo, you you look like you want to go ahead. Go ahead. Um, for us, I think the most surprising thing that we've noticed about, since doing this is that people actually listen. You mm. know, like, you know, you just put it out there, and um, you never know. You know, and like for us, it wasn't really about anything, but just just having our voice. You know, and just and having a, and having a perspective to share. But then when we really started realizing people were listening, that really surprised me. And they were like you know, minds and they actually liked it, you know. And um, that's the, like you said earlier, that's the beauty of it, man. Like, we all go through so many different things in life. 
that somebody can relate to you. Somebody can relate to where you stand. Somebody can relate to where you, you know, you thrive and you, and you flourish. And um, we're finding those people, you know, through this. And, I and think we talk about depression on our shows. We talk about, because um, I'm an artist and I got a lot of artist friends and I know the behind the scenes of artists, um, how they truly live, how their household are, how their mental health is. So we have them on the show. And man, wonder shit talks about mental depression and all that shit and he talks about how he was, wasn't even selling beats on our podcast. You know, like he did it on a podcast. Three months later, Anderson Pack bubbling single comes out. You know what I'm saying? And, and all this other shit pops off for him. And it's just awesome to see, to, to actually be the ones to... The catalyst for that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just like, like, like open this window for like people to look in to see the real life of artists. And that's one thing that... A lot of artists listen to the podcast, and they're like, I'm glad you guys brought that up, that perspective right. of the music industry up. Yeah. It's understanding a, a, an opposing point of view that may pull out something that would, might be right in front of you that you didn't see. And so, I'm yeah. sure it's the same with everybody. I'm sure. I'm, I'm hearing every, all these, everybody's smart as fuck. So I'm hearing, like, all these different brilliant minds and approaches. And, and I'm JP. <laughs> well, well, to Crazy. throw it back to Lou as Len wanted to, because this this guy's a perfect yeah. example right here. Once he started getting on show, he was like, oh, "Hold up, hold up!" Like y'all dudes might be too smart for me on the show sometimes. Every time he called it, but yeah, I like using the word perspective when I I like to I like to guest call on this show a lot because I definitely you know I'm not African American, obviously Puerto Rican, Dominican. You know black. what I'm saying? You're close so, enough. Uh, we black. Kinda, yeah. You're still black. I mean, you, your boat just on. stopped it's, off on a different land. It's, I mean, let's, let's, let's put it out there. So I love going on this show because you get, um, you just get perspective. And I get, I get to see and hear things that I normally wouldn't. So they get my perspective. I get theirs. And I think we have a nice, like, uh, mix when we get together. But as far as, like, my first, like, real oh shit moment in podcasting, to be honest with you, it was from Jump. Because it was like, I couldn't believe how easy it was for me to just, like, not saying the process is easy, but how easy it was for me to just, I, I, I had thought about it for a while, I wrote some notes down, and then I, I literally grabbed my PlayStation headphones, I plugged them shits into my laptop, I, I, I typed in how to record a show, I downloaded Audacity, and I just did a 35-minute show, picked a song, and I put it out. And that's how easy it is. Any one of y'all could do a podcast. It's Podcast right now, I say I, used, I like to say it's like having a Facebook page. You open up a Facebook page and you put all your stuff out there, you can just as easily, if you have a microphone, you plug that shit into your laptop, you can do it on your phone. There's a thousand apps where you can record a podcast straight from your phone, name it, have it sent to iTunes, and you podcast it, and your voice is out there. And you got people just like you who maybe share your opinion, maybe don't, it don't matter, but at least you're getting your voice out there and you can hear it. So for me, that was like my first like wow moment that like I uploaded it, it was out and I started getting hits immediately. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So now the next question I want to ask too is, is the power of social media. And, and obviously most of us outside of us meeting at Blackfinity, the first one, um, seeing random pop-ups on like the side of SoundCloud or things like that, or Instagram. That's how he found us. Simple as just, yo, a random, yo, Instagram, bong. We met in a Facebook group years ago. This brand you see right here, HHDG Media, I started 
earlier this year with my brother who's the DJ KB. We met Rock Vader, KB. Y'all can't see the sign, but you see it. It's on the banner. But yeah, but... You have to read. You have we to met, read. We met AHHDG Hip Hop Discussion Group over seven years ago. Started from just the meet and greet. But with my man JP also, I can't forget that. So how has, and I'll start with you, Erica, social media, which has been your most effective tool in getting your brand out there? Um, for me, it was actually Instagram, to be honest with you. Um, I hate social media, so like I'm not Agreed. good at it. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really not good at it. And um, Pretty damn good, I'd say. Well, you know what? Okay, so let me be honest. So I don't really handle my own social media. Um, I hired my niece to do it once, and then I started getting dick in, like, um, ladies, y'all know. In <laughs> inbox, my niece started getting more dick than she should ever see as a 14-year-old. She got more dicks in her box? Yeah. So Whoa. then I was like, okay. <laughs> I can't have her do that. So my brother, he kind of helps me out with my social media. Um, I just send him the stuff that I want him to post, and he takes care of it. Because I'm, I'm really not good at it. I'm kind of awkward. I don't know what to put out there. I was like, oh, shit, I got a good angle today. And he was like, no, your brand. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, with social media, Instagram is the best. I suck at Twitter um, because I, I, I don't have time too. to respond and everything. So I would just... Instagram is the best. Facebook was pretty good, but Instagram is the best for me. I hate nice. Twitter too. Wait, so yeah, I agree with right. that. You just get random dick pics in your fucking inbox? Like, I probably yeah. get, <laughs> like, I probably get about six to ten dicks a day. What? With Ladies Love Hip Hop, we utilize Instagram a lot for you various reasons. Too? One, because um, with Ladies Love Hip Hop, we actually interview a lot of artists in a diverse segment of folks within the hip-hop culture. However, we did talk about this, about, um, we, we posted a video about men always sending random dick pictures. So, really? This is yeah, a real thing? So it's a, it's, it's a dick pic epidemic. It's a real thing. I remember having a conversation with one of yeah. my married friends about the fact that, you know, you'll get a random dick picture, and the guy asked me, he was like, well, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> okay? I'm just like, you're having a conversation and boom, you get it. Part of the reason why my personal page, excuse me, is actually private. And I don't accept a lot of people following me unless I see the connection. Right. Um, with Ladies Love Hip Hop, obviously, it is an open, you know, uh, forum. Yeah. But, you know, I always have concerns about that, too, because, you know, it's very hard for me as a person to put myself out there because... I am, you know, a person that actually works behind the scenes a lot, and I'll have a good government job. So I'm saying... <laughs> Respect. Um, so I'm saying all that to say, you know, with um, Ladies Love Hip Hop, Instagram has worked well for us if we... Uh, we're about, like, giving the artists that we love their roses while they can smell them. Oh, so yeah. we do a lot of um, uh, things where we talk to them, you know, and dedicate stuff to them. So they'll respond to it, and wow. then... Um, we get but a lot of feedback. What is your dick pic per hour now, average? With um, Ladies Love Hip Hop being an open page, thank God, I haven't seen anything. Um, okay. But, you know, our personal pages, right. is, Summer and I talk about this in the book as well, the stuff that you get is just like, why, God? What, and what are have there I ever done? Any, and all the ladies up here, are there ever any dick pics that you go, yes? 
Never? No. It's never an <laughs> inbox. Yeah. That is so, it is so uh, disgusting when it's not, 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 not someone that you can't even know. No, I said ladies. Ladies don't not want a one. Pics, bro. Like, not, not a one. one. They don't. Wait, never. Hold on. There was one. Thank you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody got to miss something. Come on. Stop the bullshit. Stop the bullshit. Get into it. I didn't ask for it. But it was a glorious dick. Yeah. I was like, somebody gotta be honest. All right, Yo, but you know what? You know what? For that hour. Hold no, on, no, 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 no. Before we step off of that, before we step off of that, I just want, I just want to say, and I want to, I want to celebrate that when this, you know, phenomenon was brought to the table here on on the stage, that for dancing down. Sorry, yo. It wasn't your dick in the pick. You're right. <laughs> Damn sure about that. So uh, I, I want I want to celebrate that when this phenomenon was brought to the table, that to a man, every brother up here was like, what? Right. Because one, they just couldn't fathom that that is really happening. Two, we are men who are, you know, of, you hate to say it, a higher mind enough to, that we wouldn't even think of just randomly are just throwing our dick out there. It's the about fucking context. most it's perverted people are fucking intellects. Well, I understand, but I'm just saying. But <laughs> Have you watched Japanimation? <laughs> I understand that. But what? I, but but, but oh, the okay. point that I'm trying to get, the point that I'm trying to get to is that. So with the joints blurred out. The just point it. I'm trying to get to is that on our show, we actually have a a campaign that we've been. Doing is that like right. hashtag, no. hashtag massage no because we are trying to stamp out that type of stuff that is happening on right. the internet that is Stay. happening in the the geek sphere and in podcasting world yeah. and, and all and I just want to applaud that every one of the guys up here sound like they are people that are not down life. with that shit that's so I, that's <laughs> like that's never never sent a dick pic never will. Now I want I want I wanted because we were talking the social media aspect I wanted to talk to the former social media conductor of the Tribbles on well, how, how did you utilize and what was most effective for you in sending your pushing dick forward? Sending Hell your dick no. no. Who was no, most no. effective? Who was your most effective way to send dick pics? No dick pics. Was it from the bottom? For the shaft and balls? Was it from the front? When you meet Kennedy later, when you meet Kennedy later, you'll find out that the Tribbles ain't having none of that shit on her watch. No, no, no dick Stone pics, bro. That, that shit's not cool. <laughs> yes, sir. No, no, yeah. So social media stuff, social media stuff. Back to that. Um, so, yeah, uh, originally just, just trying to figure out how with the, the troubles, what I wanted to do and implement. Just I looked through all the social media profiles. Like, all right, let's, let's see what we're working with here. Uh, they had, like, a little Facebook. Well, it wasn't little, but they had a Facebook group at the time, and it just kept, you know, each and every day just kept growing and growing. So I'm like, all right, cool. I don't have to worry about Facebook as much. As much. Check their Instagram. And since Instagram is pretty much one of the number one social media, you know, profiles to have, whether that be, you know, personal or professional, uh, you need to grow it. And I was looking through, I'm like, okay, there's stuff to work here with. But before I was like, eh, it's, it's kind of, eh, just to be absolutely honest. So I tried to head over there and I tried to expand our social media reach as much as possible. So we didn't have a Tumblr at the time. So I created a Tumblr because that's a nice little blog space. And it literally connects to each and every... Uh, each and every other social media platform. It connects to your Twitter, it connects to your Facebook, it connects to your Instagram, and uh, it can connect to WordPress if you have that as your uh, blogging sphere as well. So having something like that to where you can post stuff on but also is linked to everything else gives people another way to like uh, search you out, uh, another place to view all your content. So then with Facebook, at, you know, over time, 
finally we got, you know, a Facebook page after, you know, some, some issues had occurred that we, you know, overcame. Facebook page came up, and then boom, it was just like clockwork. Everyone just started adding people. Oh, cool, you a fan? All right, let me just ask, you know, real nicely, can you share this on, like, a friend's page or something? And then I'll share it that way. With the biggest, uh, I think, biggest two things. Facebook is one of those things where you need to have just because everyone has it. Uh, it is just one of those, you know, regular social media tools. People check it all the time. Maybe they don't really like it, but they have it because they got family. Uh, but so it, you have it for whatever reason. But in this day and age, it really comes down to Twitter and comes to Instagram. Yep. I personally don't really like to use Twitter. It's kind of like hot, hot garbage. Hate Twitter. Yes. I, I <laughs> dislike Hate it. Hate Twitter. But luckily... Len is actually pretty good at using Twitter, so he can handle most of that. I handle pretty much all the other stuff. And with Instagram, you just got to be smart. So you got to understand your fan base. So with us, luckily enough, I think our fans are invested in the Black Tribbles enough where they actually care about our everyday lives. And Instagram has evolved throughout the couple years that we've been using it as well as we have. So now there's IGTV, and that's something I'm still trying to figure out how or what content I should post on there. Right. And besides the IGTV, there's, you know, you can just upload pictures and people see it on like a, a stream, kind of like Snapchat, which pretty much faded Snapchat out. If you still right, have a right. Snapchat, it's, it's going down. Just abandon shit. Well, Snapchat, Snapchat's for kids. Hey, so. let yeah. me get them, Dan. Yeah. Um, so IG was very effective for us because I, I want to yeah. get this out there because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's important to us. Um, IG was very good for us. We should have started using it sooner, but mm. IG is very good for us because one, it gets our comedy out, but two, Every episode that we do, we promote a black business. Right. And yes. IG is very useful for tagging that black business exactly. on our show posts exactly. so that you can go right yep. over to that black business and see their yep. merchandise. We yep. buy black.com. So, and then, so, um, like, I'm, I'm wearing a lot of black business stuff on me right now. Mm -hmm. So when we put this up, I'm going to tag those black businesses of what I'm wearing right oh. now. So IG is very good for that. Twitter, not so much. I mean, I think, I think you started off initially with Twitter and, like, you would take one of the, like, asinine things that we said and just put it as a tweet. And there was no context. We got likes off that. But Twitter is just like, comedy now. Like, for real talk, yeah, Twitter is just comedy. 100% yeah. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, once we, uh, like, we started talking longer, we, we extrapolate up and our stuff gets more and more ridiculous. And so that's when, like, we started making our own memes. Like, when we, we, need, we need to have, like, the Rough Riders in Westeros because we had a whole theme about if DMX, you know what I'm saying, was mm. going to get with Khaleesi and stuff. And we couldn't find anything. Like, we were searching, you know what I'm saying, all the Googles. Like, all of them. All of them. Every single Google. We the searched. last Google had nothing. And so <laughs> we was like, we got to make our own joints, young. And so we started making our own memes and getting some love off that. And then we do a, a, a weekly hip-hop question. Um, and, and, and we drop our episodes every uh, week. We definitely put love up for the black businesses. Yeah, and it's, the, it's very good for building a community on, on Instagram. Yeah, I wanna I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to chime in. Um, the code started actually on Facebook. Um, Facebook was very good to us until all of the sudden where you have to pay to have to people get, get look more, at yeah, yeah to have people to look at your um oh, yeah, to yeah. look at anything Advertise. so we noticed a decline with our engagement because people just weren't seeing our posts so yeah. we moved over to Instagram and Instagram has been very good to us i mean we do we do get a lot of inboxes from you know people like sometimes they ask us questions and things like that um it, it's it's been a very good tool for us. We're not we're not Twitter friendly because we usually forget about Twitter. So it's like, hey, did anybody do the Twitter today? 
And then it's like, wait, what day is it? Right. It's your day to do Twitter. I'm like, I just did Twitter. That's where, that's where though, utilizing your little attachment things inside Instagram. Yeah, Because you just click, click. I don't have to type nothing in Instagram. Yeah. But now, before I throw the next question, because Len's going to give the next question, I want to ask you as far as within the space of social media and you as a man who juggles multiple podcasts, how, how best do you to utilize? Uh, it's annoying as fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because, I know. Well, because you got to come up... Uh, yeah, I do host a couple of, and produce a couple of podcasts and you try to come up with different vibes, um, different identities for all of the podcasts. Um, it, but... Uh, I found that, you know, Twitter is, is iffy, but it's, it's a necessary, you know, evil, you know, like Facebook was at one point. Um, I do think that Facebook, for us, especially for my one podcast, The Michelle Mission, has been very important in building up a community, because as opposed to just, I mean, like, we have a Facebook page, but we really don't even fuck with that but so much. But we have a Facebook... Fan page is almost useless. Exactly. But we have a Facebook group, and in that group... You can have a community that you're actually talking to. People are posting their own stuff, building up a conversation. We make sure that at the top of every one of our shows, we go there and, and shout out a couple of those posts and, com- and offer our commentary on it. You know, so that helps everybody become very invested in, in, in the community of, of the fan base. Uh, Instagram is very important because one of the things that I realized, and I think we all have realized, is like, we're so pretty. So we just want to, you know, like, get I'm our, right. get our faces I'm a little, I'm get our faces out there. You know That's what I mean? Um, and like Isaiah said, people do want to, as they become more and more invested in your show, and because it is so intimate, they want to know at least a little bit about you. You know, make it that much more personal. And Instagram is a way to do that just in a moment. You know, like I throw up a picture of me and my grandson, you know. Uh, uh, um, Isaiah will throw up a picture of him, like, doing his Muay Thai training. You know, we got Kennedy, uh, who's um, the storm triples in the building. She, she is, like, the East Coast leading, like, axe thrower. So you, you'll see her Instagram of her throwing axes dead as bullseye. You know what I mean? And, throwing and everybody them, throwing like, them at the dick pics. Throwing them at the dick no. <laughs> people, people know not to throw those dick pics. She print them jaws out. But, um, <laughs> but that, you missed it. You missed it. Sorry. But I think, I think that's the beauty of, you know, of social media. It can, it can be a pain, but you just gotta, you gotta use it smartly. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know, it's necessary. I, 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 think, I think we have a little bit of a cheat in that our show is not, it, while it is recorded and it, it podcasts out and it definitely gets more listens that way, but because our show streams live as a, as a radio show, we have people that are like, like finding it live and they're chatting with us, they're calling in, and I think that opens up the intimacy. Like my man Dan calls in every Mis- week. No, no, no. That's if I'm awake. Not, <laughs> That's true. I messed up true this that. week. True that, true but that. Rolling to the next Oh, I will, I will roll into the, uh, to the next question. And uh, this is specifically to, uh, to, the, to the women here on this lovely panel. Um, how, in carving out your space in the podcast world, what have you uh, done to make sure that your space, that your voice is heard, but also is different 
than what is out there, uh, as opposed to it just simply being a woman's voice. What else are you bringing to? You think you're bringing to the conversation? I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with my man Karen here because oh, oh, I, I changed genders already. Um, I think with us it's more um, we're very genuine on the show. Um, we have a deep passion about the subject matter that we're talking about. And then the other thing I think that um, has helped us too is the fact that we are interviewing a lot of people. It's not just us being, you know, talking heads, talking about different subjects. We're actually interviewing people who have grew up in hip hop and have a story to tell. So we're asking them questions and we're getting a lot of lessons learned about being in the music business. So I think that's what kind of separates Ladies Love Hip Hop. Um, and the, I guess the other thing too, what I had noticed was that, uh, Summer and I had talked about this too, is that a lot of times men will, uh, they have a little bit of nervousness and fear when they come to our show. And I think we kind of took a guess at sometimes if they're um, not used to having women um, pose questions to them, they may be under an assumption that, you know, we might start, um, I don't know, I guess with women being on podcasts and being out there, they think we're gossipy or talkative and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's not how we welcome guests. We welcome guests with, Dude's scared you know, they're going to get me too on that, John. I'm sorry? Dudes are scared they're going to get me too on that, John. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's not, even, <laughs> it's not even about that. It's more like they think that... You know, uh, they make we think we might be disruptive or very gossipy or something like that or very yeah. catty, but it's not that. It's we really want to know your story and, you know, just have a really good family discussion and it comes from a genuine place. Yeah. So I think that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how I felt when I was, was up, that interview was great with you guys. The, with you guys, like get, being interviewed by you guys were great. The perspective, the, we had a co, you guys opened our mind to like, you know, we said it right on the show. It was like, oh, we never thought of it like that. So it was awesome to get interviewed by that perspective. Man, come on, ladies love, y'all. Jeez. Um, I think what our show is, um, well, it's just me, Amaj, and Medisa. Um, we all have different perspectives of a lot of different things, but it boils down to is that we, all three of us have a voice for a small margin of women. So I have an opinion about this, but there may be a small margin of women who like, well, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, bitch, I feel the same way too. And each one of us brings something different. Like we can agree on certain things, but there's a lot of things that we don't agree upon. And we're able to get through it. So, you know, there might be an opinion about this or it might be, you know, I don't, I don't like how this is happening and we can still get along. It's not, it's not a catty thing and it's not, we're not gossipy either. And I think that that brings a lot to the table because when you hear females on the radio, it's usually gossip. It's usually like, hey, this is happening and, and everybody's talking about Nikki and Cardi right, and right, right. we could care less about Nikki and Cardi. Right. We still broke. <laughs> and now one of us got their money, so we don't care. So okay. I think that that's something that our show just brings because when, especially when we get down to relationships and things of that nature, 
um, we do have a different perspective. You know, one might be, you know, with the guys on it, and one might be, you know, with a consensus of women, and then there's one that's just like in the middle. I see both sides. So on my show, we don't do pop culture. Um, we only really talk about our experiences as black women. So we tell a lot of different stories. So that kind of separates us from a lot of things because we're not really going out to what's going on in the world. We're going on to what's going on in your world mm -hmm. and everything. What are you, what's happening to you? How are you moving in these spaces and everything? What's happening to you romantically? What's happening to you in the bedroom? Like, we get real intimate on our show. And, like, when, like, the women that come on the most, everybody always says we're, like, their favorite aunties and everything, because we are women of a certain age, so we're not going to really, like, sometimes we understand we're not going to connect with somebody that's, like, in their early 20s and everything, because they're still trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. We've done it all. Like, we've done it all. We've seen the world. We've, we've done a lot. So, and, and we're not afraid to tell those stories. So it's one of those things where, oh, yeah, what about this time that I did X, Y, Z? And then, we're like, we'll all talk about that. And, like, oh, girl, how'd you make it through that? Like, we will talk about everything. And a lot of times they think, like, oh, y'all, you know, because we are very, very easy to talk about sex because we're sexual beings. And we don't mind about it. We're proud that we have it. Like, I think every woman should always explore the best orgasm that they should have. Ow. And we promote that on our show because a lot of times, as black women, they don't want us to promote ourselves as being not just sexual and everything where we're desired, but how we desire to be pleasured, too. So we want to be very open and, like, you know, claim your orgasms. Make sure you know how to give yourself an orgasm. Be open about how you need to be pleasured. And then we, like, take all that stuff, because if you can tell somebody how you need your orgasm, you can tell them what kind of date you want and everything. You could talk about yeah. other things in the world. So that type of communication at the most basic intimate level, you can put it across every other level of communication. So we, we're all about the story. We're all about who you are and your experiences and everything like that. So it's just a brown girl experience like that. Yes, honey, yes. Yes. And up here preaching all day. I want a t-shirt that's... Let him say Ow! amen. Let him say amen. I want a T-shirt that says "Claim Your Orgasm." I'm sorry. I, just... I like. I want a T-shirt when she said, "When she said, pleasure yourself.' <laughs> that way I can have sex and I wear the T-shirt. I look. I only get up and leave. I'll be like, look, look, read the T-shirt, <laughs> and I'm out. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> bad joke. <laughs> that was hilarious. Hashtag. Uh, they do. They orgasms do. do save lives. They do. Male they orgasms do. kill lives. Male orgasms kill lives. I can't with you. You want a five-minute timeout. You want a five-minute timeout. Shoot lives on forehead. <laughs> Go ahead, Auntie Mook. You haven't said much today. You have a, we have a question down here. Go right ahead. This is a, a little uh, audience, uh, audience participation. I'm sorry. I thought those were... What, what is that on your shirts, the three people back here? I thought those were tra uh, Star Trek. Okay, Trekkies. Now, that mullet right there is cultivated. I haven't seen one that fly in years. <laughs> business in the front, party in the back. That's oh, awesome. that is the business. That is the I business. I had to shout that mullet out. I'm sorry. And it's right Cool. So, um, before we, uh, we're, we're, we're going to be closing it up. Not too soon, but soon enough. I wanted to get into the aspect that... Uh, causes some orgasms to some, and that's money. Has anybody? <laughs> nope. Some, some people come differently. I just, I just, got a, I just saw a picture of a check I got in the mail. Hey, I might have hey, bust hey, two hey, right you now. You claim your orgasm, let him claim his. That's right. But anyway, 
But anyway, but anyway, though. Raise your hands. Has anybody on this panel been compensated for their no. podcasting? I am broke. Bitch, I'm not. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure has. So, have you been compensated for Have you been compensated for podcasting yet? Oh, we did get free cupcakes. So, so yeah, I guess so. Len, yeah. elder statesman here, explain how that has been and, and ways to pull in such compensation, like advertising, which I, I've learned that while doing the podcasting, advertising is the way, pretty much the only way for us to make money, mm-hmm. if there is any. I mean, that can be the only way you make money. Um, and we, we've, had, we've had advertisers, we've had sponsors that have reached out to us, or we've reached out to them uh, about sponsoring their stuff, doing like commercials for them. We've done some commercials for... Um, um, black Action Tees and some of the more comic book creators and uh, smaller companies, Rosarium and stuff like that. We've done ads for them on our, on our, on our show. Um, because our show is a radio show, and especially now on the station that it is, it has to be commercial free. So those, radio, those uh, ads can't run in the actual show, so they get posted uh, in post-production. Um, but the, the main way that I've found that we've been able to make money the most successful way is there's three avenues. Um, one, if you are lucky enough to build up enough of a community or a fan base, then you can do Patreon, where people will give you money and help support you. Um, or you can sell some little swag, you know, T-shirts and bracelets and stuff like that. But the main way, the most successful way I, I found for compensation, and it's not because, and compensation to me is not really primarily about the money all the, all the time. Because first and foremost, if you're doing this for the money, you need another job. But um, if you're doing this for the love, but the the main way is just getting opportunities to do live events and people coming and see you. You know, um, and from there you can maybe get a little piece of the door, a little piece of the action off of, off of drinks or what have you. Maybe you charge like a little like two dollars to get in, and if you're lucky enough, you got enough of a fan base, you're ma- you're making significant money. Advertising is the way that you're going to make the most money, and that's that's the the everyday struggle of the black podcast to get out there to that point. If you want to get, you know. Um, you know, Casper mattresses and all them stuff, all them fo- uh, like and following you. And how you used to always you- be bevel blade on every. Yeah, podcast. you know, if you want to, if you want to make that happen, you gotta, you gotta get listens. You gotta get get them downloads. But um, that's the main way that we've been able to succeed in that in that space. So for me, I um, I created a game based on my podcast and everything. So my podcast is called Cocktails and Conversation. So I created a card game called Cocktails and Conversation. So I created that and I've been selling that. Um, but honestly, I get the most compensation from speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, so my background professionally is human resources. So I took that background and I just created like just events where women could come in and I, you know, is a I've been hired by a couple churches, a couple different things. Of course, you have to know your audience 
and everything. I have to curb my language if I'm speaking in a church, opposed to if I'm speaking. You're not claiming orgasms at the church? I still claim them, <laughs> but I don't drop any cuss words. Um, like I, predict, I, I always run it by my mom first. Like my mom listens to every episode first. Um, but I, I talk about different things like that, and I've been compensated pretty good for it. Like my game plan is when the next five years is to ease out of corporate America and just, you know, Rocking work out. on books and speaking engagements. There you go. That's awesome. Nice, nice, nice. Keith? Um, ours has always been um, advertisements. Um, we've been doing, um, there's a couple lines of stuff that if you see every now and again, you'll see somebody in some shirt or something like that. It's, you know, it's promotion. So we've been doing that. We're kind of easing into trying to get into speaking engagements, hence why I'm here. <laughs> but um, that's something that we're looking forward to looking to get into. Nice, nice. The beautiful thing about, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hog this conversation, but the beautiful thing is that of having a crew, especially if you know, you know the struggle if it's just two of you or one of you, and the beautiful part of us having a crew is that, you know, we have people that can focus on a bunch of stuff. Like, Isaiah was our social media coordinator, we now have a new media relations person. Um, and uh, actually, Kennedy... Uh, um, actually took on the task of getting us more speaking engagements and more um, uh, getting compensated for more of the things that we've done. So as you get stay in this space, you realize, you know, what you have to do to sustain what you're doing because that was one of your big questions. That's a big thing. It's like, you know, right. sustainability. And then having everybody else like finding land find their lane where they can where they can flourish. Master Tribble is a filmmaker, so he handles all of our film production and stuff like that. And it's just that that's the beauty of a crew. Now, I, I love one more thing I gotta spin off of that too, because I want to throw it to JP and Defcon Jive. Because JP knows not to call you out, brother, but this is you know it's this is a pet peeve of mine. But explain the importance of consistency when it comes to doing these shows. And within the starting five you know, we're out every week. You know, you can describe to them how I get down or get on you, you know, but not in a bad way. But I would like you and then Defcon Drive to talk about doing podcasting in a consistent manner. Well, we get on each other sometimes. Yeah, you know, no, that's, we definitely that's, that's do. But that's, 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 that's the part of the love relationship that we got, man. Yeah, but one thing that, you know, Dan always gets on, well, he gets on me sometimes about is being consistent. Like, if we say we're going to do a pre-show at um, 9.20, be there at 9.20, not 9.30, you know. 9.29 and a half. 9.20 But um, for me, sometimes it's a struggle because I get off, like, kind of late sometimes. I get off, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock, and you want to, you know, unwind a little bit before you do the podcast, get in the right frame of mind. So that's the struggles <laughs> that me and Dan have sometimes. But um, we've been on the same page, definitely getting better with it, though. So, and that's... that's it's a consistent podcast is being prepared and being ready every time you have to go. For us, it's every Wednesday night. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, we as a crew have been, it's been hard for us since 2001 is to be consistent and do things, you know, week in and week out. But I told these guys, I said, uh, if you are not going to do it with me, I'm going to do it by myself and I'm going to do it consistently. And luckily, these guys jumped on and stayed with We're me. We're going to have you out there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the key 
the key for that was we got a set time. We're always going to come up on that set time. And if we don't, we all agree to do it at another time. And the reason for the consistency is if you keep hitting people over the head every week, soon they're going to latch on. They're going to say, okay, at Thursday, we know that there's going to be a DEF CON job that we can listen to. I'm up in my audio on Wednesday night, though. Remy uploads his audio Wednesday night, and my fiance, she knows Remy uploads his audio at 11 o'clock, and I'm up until 4 a.m. Uh, but there's going to be a DEF CON job on Thursday, and, and that's so that people know. And I think, that's, I think you can speak to this uh, bat triple, because every Thursday night, they know to go to Philly Cam. So every Thursday morning, you know to go to iTunes and download the new episode. And, and, and that's, how, that's how we want to build our fan base, is through that consistency. Yeah, consistency, 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 man. Like, like nothing makes me, gets on my nerves, but also, like, you know, puts wind underneath my sails. It's those rare times when the show doesn't pop that day absolutely, after. Absolutely, absolutely. And you get the emails. Like, the beautiful thing is, like, it's not people asking me where the show's. They're so used to the consistency. They're like, yo, something, who shot Len? Did y'all go, y'all go check his house, man? Like, what is going on? The show is not here, son. So that, that is like the beautiful thing of like being consistent. I, well, uh, I preach to people when, uh, you know, because uh, I do like workshops on that. That's another way of making some loot. Once you get good in this stuff, you do a workshop on it. Um, and, you, and you, you know, teach one, bring another one in. And the number one thing is making sure your sound is on point because nobody want to listen to, no ratchetness. You're used to watching any type of video, but on sound, you want it to be crisp in your ear. I'll say that's a trouble point of ours. Jesus coming from like, I'm everywhere, you never there. Who is that? I'm everywhere, you never there. But anyway, it's darkest Africa. There you go. You want me up in the balcony next? But not. But I can say that that's a that's a point of contention with my show. We do it on Blog Talk Radio. We do it via phone. And even when I've plugged up... How did you get down there? Things like that. Magic. <laughs> but anyway, the quality, depending the on the service you use and things like that, if you're, not, if you're using a service like we use, like the code users, we use the block talk, unfortunately, you got to get in what you pay for. And you're paying a lot sometimes for bad sound. But you still got to make it do what you do because to despite the quality make sure your content is always on point. Yeah. And that's what we do regardless of, you're gonna hear us one way or another, but the content is always there. Now, I gotta throw this, and I'm not throwing shade again, but on my brother right here and consistency. I know it's actually a struggle you speak on. Talk to us about it real quick. Then we're gonna go to Len. Then if any of y'all got questions, that's why I got down here. We're gonna throw it to y'all with the questions. And then we're going to get into a little surprise for y'all at the end. Yeah, so I was, we were just speaking about that same consistency. I used to drop every Wednesday. I was doing a show once a week. I would drop every Wednesday because my schedule, I would work overnight. And Wednesday was my day off. So I'd prep Tuesday, do some writing Wednesday in the morning, the same thing. And I would do my episodes, record them, and just send them, and then just uh, upload them. And it just got to the point where, for me, I know that I want to be more consistent, but where I have an issue is I don't want to just upload trash. Mm. Like, I don't want to just be like, oh, it's Wednesday. Uh, uh, 
start scrolling, let me start scrolling through the newsfeed and see what's popping. I don't want to do that. Quality versus quantity. You feel me? Yeah, like I just, my shows always somehow, it's, it's always like magic. They always just come together. Like I'll have a few topics I want to talk about and then something else happens and then this happens here. And somehow in my head, it just like, it's like the, I don't know, kind of like the cosmic cube. It just kind of like forms in my head. And then all of a sudden That's I right. sit down and I just record it. And then I'll upload. So now, like, my last, my last episode, which is episode 50, that I just dropped, um, shows were a month apart. Now, that's way too long, I feel, for shows. But I really didn't have anything that I felt like I wanted to put out in between that time. And I don't want to just get on and be like, hey, guys, this is Lou from the Everything Podcast. And, uh, da, 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 and just put out a show that I'm not confident in that I, I got my views across. So for me, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, I try to be more consistent, but I want to make sure I have content. And again, a one-man show, I don't really have a person to bounce ideas off of. Like, what you want to talk about this week? Oh, I could stand in front of a mirror and talk to myself and do that. I would, but again, you know, it's just being a one-man show, it's, it's, that's my main issue. So we, we were both talking because I'm not as consistent as I would like to be. I used to do my show every week, and I went to every two weeks. And then I got burnt out and everything. And I, I even told my audience, I was like, I am burnt out. Like, I have a, a demanding career. Um, at one point, I was my mom had cancer, so, you know, I'm dealing with taking care of her, taking her to treatments. So I took time off, like, completely. Um, I, like, even this past summer, I recorded an episode in June and didn't put another episode out until uh, the 3rd and everything. And where I was surprised is that um, I would keep my presence on social media and I would do, like, little videos or I would drop, like, I write on the side, so I drop little stories. So I was trying to keep, like, in the ear of my listeners, but I would also let them know what was going on with me personally. Um, mm -hmm. So they weren't surprised that I fell off. And, and, like, I was very honest. Like, I'm completely burnt out. And I told them, I was like, I'm not even sure if I'm going to continue podcasting. Like, it's something that, you know, is not my full-time job. It's something that I just love to do. And it was, you know, me not being consistent. I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm delivering trash because, you know, somebody's looking for something at least every two weeks and I wasn't delivering it. Um, but a lot of the feedback that I got because I let people know, they was like, yo, I get it. Like being burnt out is a bitch. And I was like, yeah. So it was like I had to start doing things differently and I had to start utilizing different versions of social media like IGTV just to kind of put stories out there or let people know what's going on. So even if I couldn't record, I'm giving them something. So like my recommendation, if you can't be consistent of getting in the studio or putting out an episode, you got to give your audience something just so that they don't forget who you are and still, still feel connected to you. Right. Yeah, shout out to that. And I also think like one of the things that has happened over the last few years in podcasting is a lot of podcasts to maybe fight that burnout or maybe to like just better structure their shows are taking on the identity of doing seasons. So you just do like a block of shows, you know, and just letting people know like, all right, this is the end of season, season two finale. We'll be back, you know, season three. I'll let you know when it's coming, you know, so that, that's a way to get around that. I want to... To the audience here and for everyone here, we all got like diverse shows and we're going to go to the audience real quick. If the people in the audience, you want them to find your show and you, and you know, we're going to tell everybody like where to find their show. But if there was one show you wanted them to listen to of yours, for whatever reason, maybe it's the one that best identifies you or it was the craziest show, like which one, like... I, I, 
this is not yours, Karen, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say that the ladies love hip hop. They did this one show, they were, cause they had this whole like men's beard contest that they were go going through. The Beard O Awards. Yeah, they did like the Beard O Awards. Did it, did it make yeah, the so cut? Yeah, so on actual, the actual Instagram page, um, Summer and I came up with an awards uh, for the best beard in hip-hop. So a lot of men in hip-hop are, you know, it's, it was very trendy within the last three years. You know, men have really fallen into um, taking care and preserving their beard, and you see a lot of the hip-hop artists, um, a lot of them have them. So we are beardos. We are proud beardos, and so um, we decided to do, and this is how we got a lot of engagement with, with, with women, and even some men, um, about the Beardo Awards. And so we put up pictures of our favorite um, hip-hop artist who was rocking, you know, a really nice beard, and we had the ladies vote, and then we gave them an award, and then we had the showdown of who had the best beard. And um, at the time, we did it, Black Thought of the Roots, he won. <laughs> Oh, baby, because that is the most carefully curated beard I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life, to the point that he is one of our uh, dream folks to interview. And so Summer and I were saying that we want to interview him, and then we want to have a separate maybe two-minute interview uh, just talking to his beard alone, <laughs> because that beard is a standalone, uh, or it's, a, it's an enigma of itself, so. Nice. Thanks. Everybody down the line. Everybody down the line, give like a quick minute because we got to get to questions and the last performance that we have lined up for the uh, Black We Friday. had a, a, a joint um, a long time ago where, because uh, our podcast actually started out with like, what, eight, was it six? six? I thought it was like eight or nine. <laughs> but but uh, like uh, that burnout that you were talking about, like it, it does kick in and we, we, we lost a couple members along the way. Uh, but um, we had, we did have one episode where everybody was on, where everybody was on it, and that was the greatest episode. And like, I wish I could find the actual episode number. It was, but uh, can't do it. It, it's the, it was the funny, it was the funniest thing. And like, everybody, had, everybody got their time on the joint. It was very well coordinated by my man Kenny here. So, and then I, I would say the other one is uh, we we put out a best of best of dad advice, <laughs> and uh, because these two guys are fathers, they both have two kids. kids. Um, and so one of our members was about to have a, their first child, and we did a whole block of shows where we talked about dad stuff, like what's the best way to raise your, raise your kid, raising your kid in hip-hop, how do you raise your kid to be an activist, how do you feel about activism with your kids? So what, what, what brand of sandals you need to work to grill, you know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah, exactly. actually was just talking about that on one of your last episodes when you was exactly. talking about the school so, clothes. Yeah. So yeah, so it, the best of dads is, 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 a, is a, in the dad tax, because if you are a dad, you know that you take the first sip of Capri Sun. Yes, sir. Y'all might want to make that a skit, like on your on your Instagram. Like if you make skits, might be awesome. And and I and I know y'all take at least one or two fruit snacks out the pack first, also. Got to. But anyway, JP, just make sure your kids safe, baby. JP, JP. The super triple, ladies and gentlemen. He came from the Captain America, John. <laughs> That's his bodyguard right there on the Captain JP. America. Um, Best quick, episodes. Real quick, I got three episodes I, that I really love. One was with Ralph McDaniels about yes, a month we ago. we had the legendary DJ Ralph McDaniels, yeah. a video music box on our video show about three weeks definitely. ago. 
Um, I would say the other one would be with, with my, um, one of my good friends, Lamont Smith and his son, Jace. My boy Lamont is an Olympic gold medalist from 1996 Olympic 4x4 relay. His son, Jace, is one of the top three sprinters in the country right now. Going to University, University of Houston. Houston. Hopefully, he makes the Olympics by 2020, 2024. And I would say the other one would definitely be with my good friend Jeff Wilson about his brother Benji. Benji yes. Wilson from Chicago, yes. who did ESPN yes. did a, a documentary on. But he went more in depth about his brother and about who his brother was. And it was a great show. So I would say those would definitely be the three most memorable shows we did. Yes. Sayo or Hez, one of y'all. Uh, for what, us, was your, what was your most memorable I show? I think it was uh, episode number nine with Odyssey. Um, and mm. for us, it was just, uh, I think it just epitomizes what we do and just the topics that we cover, just how broad we can get, just with politics and um, just a general understanding about, you know, how this shit all informs us to create. Yes. And, uh, yeah, Odyssey. I love y'all Bilal episode, too. Y'all said a lot. Y'all told a lot on that Jesus, one, too. Jesus, Mo Nitty. The Odyssey episode, though. The Odyssey episode. I'm still going backwards, so the, I got, I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the crazy thing on the Odyssey episode was the uh, was when he was, like, talking about the senses. Because he's Odyssey's uh, Sudanese. His wife is, uh, what is his wife, Moroccan? So she's Moroccan. And he said that in America, they don't have a census for Arabs on the census. So every Arab in America is labeled as white to mm. up the white numbers in America. So mm. the trick, the funny thing is that America hates Arabs, but they use them for white census to up their, to up their numbers. So mm -hmm. we learned that from Odyssey on the... That's crazy. Also, what's crazy, because she's classified as white, her insurance is cheaper, too. Wow. Just like, so that, that one was a good one. We learned a whole fucking lot yeah. from Odyssey. You know? Super. Yeah. And how to live also, in New York, own two apartments, Airbnb and one, and then yeah. the other one pays for it. Nice. Both also, one of the illest producers yeah. around. Yeah. Super. It's on you, kid. What was your favorite moment of being a triple episode-wise? So. Bro, that's not even fair. That's not a fair question. <laughs> we got, like, way too many like, episodes that are just extremely memorable. Um, but if I just had to, man, I don't want to just choose one. Uh, so, so one that comes to mind readily ceremony. would be the seven-year anniversary show. Uh, because for them, it's the seven-year anniversary. For me, it's just, you know, a couple years and some change, but I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. And it was one of the times where we actually got to have everyone in the studio, and we were going towards new uh, and, and bigger, you know, uh, ventures coming up. And just the whole amalgamation of just, you know, seven years coming together, where they started, where they are now, and just how hype we keep going and keep consistently performing and, and putting out great content. Um, that'll probably be the episode I'll show people nice. and one of my favorites. Uh, I'm, I'm going to clean up my answer because we have some guests With that child. just walked in. With child, yeah. Um, so my... Uh, We've returned to the family portion. Absolutely, absolutely. This PG, was um, uh, one of my favorite shows had to be one of our uh, more uh, adult content. Um, we actually gave advice to a couple about some things that they could do while they were adulting. So... Um, about a week and a half later, they um, inboxed us and let us know that they took our advice, and it was smooth sailing. <laughs> so that was that was one of my memorable ones. Yeah, it was smooth, smooth sailing. sailing. Lou, I did. Um, for me, 
uh, I got two episodes of my program that I, I really feel passionate about. Um, you're gonna have to go back in the crates because I'm at episode 50 now. So episode seven, I did an episode called um, Underappreciated Overlooked Hip Hop Albums. So I took 10 albums that I felt personally are really underappreciated in the culture and kind of looked over, like for instance, I got um, like Capadonna's first album. The Pillars? Yes. Uh, funk, yes. Funk, that album is yes. fire. Um, funk Dubious, Who Which Doobie You Be, um, KRS-One, Return of the Boom Bap. I just feel like these, I did 10 albums. The thing with that episode is that I had, dog, I had 12 pages of notes <laughs> that I wrote and I had it curated. I kept the notes because I like to look at it every once in a while. So I, I worked really hard on that episode. So if you had to pick an episode, I'd go with that one. And I think, um, I think it's episode 47 that I did, which was the Black Panther review. I was able to do that episode with my cousin, slash bro he's really my brother, but he's technically my cousin. Um, I called him up, we linked up, and we just, we saw the movie, and we episode sat down and 50. just went over it. It was just, those, those two for me and, were the best ones. And episode 50, you featured me. Damn, and episode 50 featuring this man right here, the mayor. We had a major, major, major link up and discussion that definitely you should check that out. Um, but yeah, right. those. So when you see me, they say that's that. His last name should be that's that. Y'all not catching on? Sounds kind of nice. That's that. Eric, yeah, I, I missed Alley up there. Yeah, Sean uh, Price, Sean Price, rest in peace, Sean Price. Um, so I had to change my episode when I saw small children walk into the venue. Also, um, so I would say um, an episode that I would like everybody to check out would be me and Mr. Biggs. It was actually one of the. It wasn't an episode I recorded in the studio. It was something I recorded at home um, for one of my shit happens episodes, and it was me and my ex. Um, we were together oh, for five years. And we had a terrible breakup. You know, I allegedly broke in his home. He allegedly threw me out. Um, a lot of alleges was going on. You said episode what? You said episode what? Well, we don't know. I don't number my episodes, but it's called me and, Miss, me and Mr. Biggs. And we actually sat in my living room. We drank tequila. And we talked what? about our whole entire relationship, the That's five dope. years. That's dope. Um, from the highs, yes. the lows, and what we learned from each other. And... We basically gave closure. Yeah, we we did. It was it was it was intense. Yes, it was that's, real growth. That's, that's so many, powerful. That is mature and growth, honey. Cause ain't no way if you put me and my ex in a room, somebody is going to jail. There is no way, girl. Well, that, you know. Proud of you. Kudos. I Kudos. almost went to jail when we broke up, but you know, um, ladies, here's the thing. If his door is unlocked, that does not mean you can enter the home, okay? <laughs> should be obvious advice, though. It is not obvious advice because I entered the home. And, like, the whole entire time I was trying to figure out how I got there, and I didn't even recognize myself, but I was like, okay, but I'm already here. And I went upstairs and everything. Um, so it wasn't breaking. I just entered the home without permission. Um, but he did not appreciate it, and I like myself a big husky guy, so he was 6'6", and he carried me back down the stairs over his shoulder and dropped me outside the other side of the door. And he was saying, fuck as you do. Um, no, I got back in, um, because he forgot I had a key. But, <laughs> but either way, but, we, but I didn't use the key the first time. The first time I just walked in. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Nice, but nice. that episode, it was good. That's, that, that's mad mature. I, I will just say, um, you don't have to go so far in the crates, 
It was uh, episode 345. We do like a top 10 summer every, every year um, where we just do a different top 10 list. And episode 345, we did the top 10 forms of reproduction, which... <laughs> Which was a dope Uh-oh. show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, you're right. No. All right. That was a good show. show that was most, a good show. The most dope was because it was like, it, it, like we all weren't there, but it was like five of us. Oh, man. And there was one member of our show who took this like mad seriously, Top Forms of Reproduction. So re- <laughs> reached out, had about 20 pages of notes about all the different forms of reproduction, you know. <laughs> and the game was thrown off and immediately. <laughs> but the game was immediately thrown off when we went to one of the triples, like, well, what's your top form? And they said, well, vampirism. Because when you bite, you, you reproduce, you made another... That's not reproduction. Well, it disintegrated from there. See, exactly. See? Exactly. See? exactly. That's what, we, what happened. It basically, that triple, I'm not going to name them, <laughs> But that triple just gave the scientific definition And on that note, but does an anybody in show. the audience have questions for anybody on the panel? Yes or no? Anyone? Anyone? Raise a hand. My man's over here. Yeah. State your name, gangster. Shouts out to the stakes is high sweatshirt. So, yeah, so, stakes is high. They still they high. high. They still high. All day. It'd be for all of them. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I just want to know who are you can uh, who are your favorite podcasts to listen to? Like, everybody answer that and just just name them. No explanation, just name them. Uh, last podcast on the left. Oh, Bill Burr, Bill Burr's uh, Monday Morning Podcast. Hell yeah! Excellent. <laughs> uh, we probably shouldn't be speaking their names, but uh, definitely uh, Bodega Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I love NPR podcasts like oh, yeah. Pop Culture Happy Hour, oh, yeah. Politics. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah, I'm on both of them too. Gilbert Arenas podcast, very interesting. <laughs> How I built this. Oh yeah, yes, I, I like. Mm. Uh, Bruce Lee podcast. Um, I would have to say probably everybody up here, plus you the lying. read. That's yeah. That's yeah. That yeah. Just on down the line. Just on down the line. Everybody. Um, plus, you know, every now and again, I like some ratchet. So the read also. I gotta agree with that previous comment. All of y'all, y'all have. I don't know if y'all know, but y'all have no idea how good your podcast sound when I listen to them compared to mine. They sound phenomenal. Um, but other than that, like if you want to go with professional podcast, I'm a big fan of the Joe Budden podcast. And uh, I do like the Joe Rogan experience also because he yes, interviews. Yes, yes. He interviews, yo, he goes everywhere. So it's, you get a lot out of that show. The one, uh, what is the, what's Noriega's podcast called? Drink Champs. That's the one. <laughs> that is one of the most messiest, messy podcasts. I'm sorry. Len, you oh, asked. Felt oh. kind of judgy right there. Oh, he asked the question. <laughs> Oh, my, my favorite podcast, I think the one I listen to the most is, is I'm a very old head, so I like listening to old, old Hollywood, um, is Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Nice, nice. I'll give a few, even Gilbert though. Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I got to check for it, because that's definitely not the first time nor the last you've mentioned it. <laughs> Myself, I'll give you, I religiously listen to every person on this stage. 
Hence the reason why I invited every single person on this stage. Because I like real, I like reality. I like people that I can now see and touch and, you know. Pause. I'm going to say feel. Pause. pause. Yeah, definitely pause. No dick pic. Five boys. But, I mean, outside of, outside of everybody on this stage, Questlove Supreme is one of the illest out. That's an ill jump. Yeah. Uh, Bodega Boys, hilarious. The niggas just freestyle the whole shit. Drink Champs is it's cool, but I try to stay away from the bigger names because they got their platform. I like to help what I consider us little people and make sure we have a spot to shine. From the make sure blocks. our voices are heard. And anybody who asks for a podcast today, my people's in Philly, the Tribbles. You got to listen to them first. One of the best hip-hop podcasts out there who connected me to another great hip-hop podcast, Ladies Love Hip-Hop, and then connected me to Beat Society. Defcon Jive, I got to do a show with Cannon on the Tribbles. On the Tribbles. It's all about connections, as my man Will Strickland would say, connections, relationships, building like that. Erica, happened to, just like Lou, happened to found us on Instagram, liked the picture, saw, hey, liked it back, saw the mutual respect within the likes and the shares of the show, and the story. That's why she's here. My man Lou, I, I feel like I built a brothership with this cat, and I've only known him for a couple months. Flew up just off the love of this. Keisha, I've known for some time now. I don't even know how long it's been. As long enough. Yeah. Hey, yo, Super Saiyan. Hey, didn't you just say just give it without explanation? You're right. <laughs> but this is, oh, but this I, is my I show. I thought it was just me. Hey, yo, this he's, is my show. Yeah, he said wrap it up, so, B. We're not about to wrap point, it up. The point that I was trying to wrap get up, to B. was to wrap it up. <laughs> Right. And to say, once again, thank y'all for checking this out, the Black Finity Gauntlet 2. Hopefully we bring it back to y'all eventually again soon. We've come to the end of another hilariously reckless episode of, of the DEFCON Jive podcast. But don't worry, they'll be back next week with another equally, if not more so, reckless episode for y'all to listen to. In the meantime, make sure that you're following them on Twitter and on Instagram at DCJ Podcast. While you're at it, don't forget to follow The Tribe Talks at The Tribe Talks on Facebook and on Instagram. Don't forget to listen to episode one of The Tribe Talks Relationship Bullets now on soundcloud.com forward slash the tribe talks. We'll see y'all next week.